three, two, one. Oh! 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 It's American Nerds here! Oh! American Nerds! I'm right! I'm right! <laughs> I'm Ryan! <laughs> We're talking about fucking comics and I'm shit! Vi- <laughs> I'm Victor! This is Ryan! We're here I... talking about comics and Gabba Don't cool. appropriate my name! It's yeah. Raul! Well, Raul, I'm not appropriating your name! We're too busy appropriating other cultures! Exactly. Oh. Oh. oh! Fucking smart aleck over it's here! Fucking... Fuck no, it. I was gonna say fuck it. No, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, my own, you fucking, uh, fucking like a Schwoyadel, you. We we got movies Mom, and TV to talk. Why you second <laughs> We got mo- We got movies and TV to talk about. Oh. <laughs> we got we got DC fandom shit to talk about. Hey everybody, American nerds. Yeah, hey, how you been? We're it's, we're not Italian. We're Cuban. We're yeah, Cuban Americans. But we love making fun of Italians. Uh, we're not making fun of them. We're we're. Making fun with them, sure. Yeah, without an Italian in the room, like well, you know what I mean. Like I've watched The Sopranos. I think I have like a good understanding of how Italian culture works. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I okay, hot take. I feel like Italians, like making fun of Italians, is like super easy and like okay. Of in course, hundred percent. You know, because it's like oh, the pizza, <laughs> the Tower of Pizza, and this big old pizza. New York pizza is shit. It's about New Jersey. Exactly. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like people don't really get offended by that. Do I, don't, I don't really no. see any Italian activist groups <laughs> in the streets. Well, no, I do. Well, okay, there are a lot of Italian activist groups. Like, there are people who like hate Italian like filmmak- filmmakers or sorry, American attack. Italian-American films that, like, portray Italians in a bad light, that is a real thing, you know? Like... Okay, but, like, what's The amount example? of Italians that hate, like, Scorsese and Coppola and shit, you know? Yeah, but is that really making fun of Italians? Or I mean, like, like some people kind of see it, like, especially, like, Scorsese has been, like, accused of, like, kind of, um... What's the term? Um... Uh, a caricature, characterizing, <laughs> characterizing <laughs> Italians like you know, like oh, our Italians are like just loud and brutal, like in Goodfellas and shit. You know that has been a thing before. Yeah, but it's not like he's ever actually said it. That'd be an insane. Well, Scorsese he's Italian, quote. so yeah, and he's, he's also Italian, Italian, so you know, I think I- Scorsese care for a quote. Hey, hey, oh, <laughs> the fuck? What is this an interrogation? I'm Irish Italian. What do you mean? I'm from New York. I made Goodfellas and I made a oh, movie sorry. called no, no, Literally no, no. the Irishman. Sorry, sorry, sorry. wait a minute. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm an Italian Irish American from New York. Um, I uh, <laughs> that just sounds like, like Ben Shapiro. Well, I mean, <laughs> that just sounds like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. I mean, um, <laughs> Martin Scorsese talks like I'm a full blown Italian. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabagool. <Gobble-gobble. laughs> the Sopranos is a great show. Uh, phenomenal. You know, uh, you know, he hates The Sopranos. You know, he, he probably, probably loves fucking, The Sopranos. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I I was listening to a clip because well, uh, you know actually I don't know I don't, my, maybe he hasn't maybe he hasn't seen it so so <laughs> li- little little uh, peek behind my curtain uh, at my job my boss is like super super libertarian but like kind of mixed with conservative I don't know where that is in the spectrum I mean in like the political compass I mean you can he talks about like libert for like just the sake of the story he talks about libertarian shit and then he also watches a lot of Ben Shapiro at work. And yeah, he's like a like a neocon type. Yeah, of thing, yeah. You know? So we're doing some jobs, and I'm listening to Ben Shapiro talk in the background. He's talking about the Dave Chappelle special, which, by the way, haven't seen anything of it yet. I've heard bad things <laughs> from the discourse. From who? No, yeah, from <laughs> who? 
very basically everyone except where Dave Chappelle. are you hearing these bad things well no like the yeah. the trans commentary the, yeah. the trans comments apparently have were really bad. I haven't seen the special, but apparently I, there's an entire like Netflix walkout. There was a walkout last yeah, night, yesterday yeah. about Netflix from Which, um, all their trans employees and like uh, their allies, and it's just that, like, and that's really unfortunate. I haven't seen the special. I assume it's probably pretty bad. But I, aside from I, that, I, I saw it. Well, you I haven't seen it? the entire special, but I saw those specific jokes. I'm not going to comment on it because I want to see the entire context of the special. Uh-huh. But like, you know, as Dave not Chappelle, a good light, or huh? That I assume it's not painted in a good light. I mean, like. You know, this is like typical Dave Chappelle humor, and mm. like Dave Chappelle has always come off. He, you kind of have to like. It's one of those things where you kind of have to know what you're getting into yeah. when you're, you know, talking about a comedian like Dave Chappelle because, like, he, like you have to consider where he's from, his time period, like his generation. Well, so just and like he's the- like, like, and and that, but like, mm-hmm. here's the thing: like, he's not. He just comes off as a person that respects trans people, but just doesn't really get it, and like he doesn't really, I guess get the cultural zeitgeist behind it. Which I, I assume I, that's probably just from the context of that clip that you yeah, saw. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and just kind of in general. Okay. Like, his, like, more just, like, how he, like, his whole, um, I, I think, like, one of his, like, managers or somebody that worked close with him who was trans, um, uh, like, kind of defended him once, saying that, like, oh, you know, if he were to hold back his punches on people, that means he would have to consider those people below him. And he doesn't consider trans people below him, so they deserve the same kind of. Yeah, I you know. I saw and like you know, I, it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, no, like I, I saw I, I saw a Twitter thread from a Netflix employee before the walkout that was kind of like saying the same thing, where it's like you know, the, it, it, in a way, it's like shining a light on on you know the community and stuff like that. But there's I can also see the argument for it. I haven't seen the clip, obviously. I yeah. haven't seen the special yet. I will. I, I intend to soon. But like, I assume you know. There's also I, I could also see the argument for like why that could also be offensive and really bad, you know, towards the community as well. Again, that's just without me seeing the thing. I just know there's a lot of discourse with it. Regardless, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was I was with my boss. We were we were working on some orders, and he's like putting Ben Shapiro on the background. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. It's annoying, but like I'm not gonna say anything. And I just hear him say, you know, I have a lot of great respect for Dave Chappelle. I actually think I'm, I'm I'm on that same level of humor as Dave Chappelle and and Joe Rogan. And I like, enjoy his humor. Yeah. I watched the Chappelle show. No, no, no. It was but, really funny. But like, no, he straight up <laughs> says something along. He straight either that or something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm on the same level. And it's like, no, no ben, no. Benjamin Shapiro, no. no, you're not on the same level. Nah, man, you're not even funny. It's, <laughs> you're just funny to look he's at. Unintentionally funny. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. It's just a thing. Like, it, it's. The thing with, like, situations like these, especially with, like, you know... I think he was talking about his movies or, like, his production line or whatever the fuck he's Maybe just, like, his attitude towards... I think he meant, like... I haven't seen what you're talking about. He probably meant, like, his attitude towards the culture and stuff. Probably. And, like, it kind of sucks when you, like... You don't, like, you know... We both respect Dave Chappelle a lot. We love him. He's a great comedian. Yeah. And, like, you know, like... It's hard when there's situations like this where, like, some people can consider, like, oh, like... Now people are bunching Dave Chappelle up with people like Ben Shapiro and like Tucker Carlson and stuff like that, yeah. as if he's some 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 right wing fucking um, like the enemy, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, like I, I, I think you know, in the end of the day, it it all comes from a lack of perspective on both sides. You know, Dave Chappelle from you know he he just wasn't he was didn't grow in that generation, didn't grow in that environment. You know, if you know Dave Chappelle, like yeah. you know that's not that wasn't what he was around. That you know, it's just this. Arguably, it is a new 
kind of generational take that's that's been going on. You well, know, no, I mean it's just times. it is like comedy has to evolve with the times. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't really just keep saying the uh, you can't you can't be Michael Richards. You yeah, just, you can't just like blurt out the n word as a like no, as a course. last excuse to just kind of say something funny. You know, which obviously like, was never the case. But like, like that was his <laughs> that was how he that was his defense. Like I I. I I think it's important that like yeah, comedy does evolve like on all sides of the spectrum, you know, yeah. with the ten generations. But like you know, comedy is always also have has been about. <laughs> it's not speaking. funny. <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen? That? Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry no, for cutting yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you ever seen the Michael Richards apology yeah, 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 video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was rewatching it again a couple of times the other night because I was just I just wanted to feel something it's insane. It's so <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's crazy. No, but it's just so funny because it's like just list- looking at Jerry be angry angry during the whole apology everybody's trying they're trying to be serious everyone's laughing he's like stop it you're not supposed to laugh low tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like like yeah like no you are right like you know like comedy is supposed to evolve with the generations but like you know again it comedy- is also it is also like heavily subjective too you know depending <laughs> on what you yeah you, like you yeah that's what i'm saying like you know it's all about perspective and like you know like comedy is always is supposed to be kind of like you know the antithesis the antithesis of you know the culture and like you know it's always supposed to be a a brutal and honest commentary about the culture not saying that like you know maybe dave Chappelle was right about like the things he said in his special but in general you know we need voices like dave Chappelle to like you know kind of point out maybe the flaws in some in some people's perspective on the situation he's not entirely he's not entirely right at all but like well i mean I yeah nobody's nobody's perfect but like you know i'm not saying that no, no, special- no. no i know but i'm saying like given from his other specials he does have a very good you know uh perspective on like cancel culture and how like basically anything that's kind of dissected of what you say is like you know in a way like something that just gets held accountable to like an insane degree not that i'm saying whatever he said about you know uh, trans people is in relation to that it could be Mm -hmm. but i you know like in cancer culture in general is you know, according to his words, which I also agree with, is fucking ridiculous. At I points. mean, like, like, I, I, I guess I'm kind of like cutting from coming from the perspective that like you kind of need voices similar to Dave Chappelle in all aspects. You know, whether whether like your cause is right or, or wrong. Let's say, for example, you know, you're a climate change person, and everybody agrees. You know, we should take care of the earth, and we should, you know, do do our part in it. But like, you're not gonna cancel a comedian for making fun of that guy for you know trying to get all his neighbors trying to like recycle something. Like that. You know, you yeah. know what I mean, right? Like, but it's you not need, funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you you just always need the other perspective that's pointing out the the arg that's pointing out the flaws of the argument even if the argument is right yeah that's comedy that's what oh, comedy's uh, always been it's the and it's not like truth. it's taken to a serious degree either you it, know it's not it's supposed to be know, a joke at and points. It, and again you know and obviously and, they don't land sometimes like, but you know sometimes and, they do yeah and like i kind of feel like what's going on right now with like the whole netflix walkout and just like this visceral like reaction against like this you know this huge uh, a moral dilemma that Netflix is in, which they're not. Um, I just feel like it just adds more fuel to the fire, and I feel like if anything, that probably radicalizes more people to like think. I guess the direction you don't want to, you don't want them to think. It doesn't help anything. Like kind of like, I think like exposing something to the culture and then trying to 
put a cloak over it because you don't like what it represents i feel like that just creates more problems than actually you know letting the thing letting the thing be out there and letting society deem whatever they deem it to be yeah i get that i i also think there's just a level of like corporations are soulless pieces of shit that don't actually care for what you know um other communities really of course they don't care but you also have to consider like yeah i don't think it matters if they don't care though no i mean that that's that's the thing is like like I, I feel like either way you slice it, they really just do it for you know profit or for you know um, investor purposes. I mean, even you though know? like I, it's not really like I I really I don't, really don't even consider see... that a bad thing though. I don't th- I don't really consider that a bad thing though because the message is still being you know it's still it's still get across like the message is still out there and people still it it depends on what on it that. is like yeah, say sure, for example like Twitch finally doubling down on the on the hate raids that were going on in the last couple months. You know, that's a good thing. That should have been done fucking way before, and they had the power to do that way before, you know? I guess that's a different example, though, because, like, that's like those are specifically targeting very specific people to, you know, bring a negative effect on their well, on their way of life and their well-being, how yeah. they generate revenue and all that stuff. I mean, just more in the sense of, like, you know, I don't think things but I, like... But, well, okay, but just to double down on Twitch again, sorry. Because there was that, like... Because you have something like that, but then you also have, like, shit that came out recently with their no-ban list, which are people, who, like, notorious streamers who have gotten caught with really scandalous and really bad shit who just never get suspended or banned at all from the platform, even though some of the stuff that they've said is pretty, you know, you know pretty I mean, I, I get what bad. you mean, but that's not related to, like, what like, the point I'm trying to get across. I'm just like, saying I, it's hypocritical. I, I, for, like, sure, companies. I guess. I, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. And, like, every every corporation has their hypocrisy, you know, to generate profit because that's just, like... How the system works, unfortunately. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you know, I don't think it's wrong for you know, like a lot of pe- like like a lot of people like on certain aspects of like the political compass. Like you know, they hate like like you know whether you're like left or right, whatever. They hate that like corporations are trying to push a certain agenda. Like some people who are ultra, who are very you know left and liberal, like they think, oh, you know, these companies don't really care about our issues. They're just doing it for a profit. And then you got the Republicans, oh, they're trying to push agenda on our children to try to change things. Yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, the frogs like, are gay. <laughs> in the end of the day, everything is done kind of for profit, and yeah. I don't think it's wrong. Like, like for a company to like you know like have more movies about you know lgbtq stories or anything like that it's not a I bad don't think thing it's, it's just like what i'm what i'm driving the point it generates yeah. it both generates profits yes but yeah. it does get the point across and it does get those messages out there so it is important so i don't think it's necessarily a wrong thing what what i'm the point i'm trying trying to drive across is it's not like they really care about like other communities and you know no yeah any, of course any, any sort of and i think that, that should I, I I don't know. I just think that should be assumed with entertainment in general. That like yeah. the piece of media you're watching doesn't really care about you. Yeah. It, it it's it's very general and like you know that's just I kind of just also like the pit, the pitfall and just kind of the tug of war of writing when you're trying to make a story both about yourself and just about a general idea. You know you can't walk both lines. So you just kind of have to make your own story and then you know if people vibe with it, people don't. But I just people when you go into a movie you can't expect it to be for you and about you. Oh yeah. You know? And like that I, I feel like that's also a big issue with like coach we're having a great conversation. I know. This, this this was this was not what I expected no, not right at before all. DC fandom. Right? <laughs> well like, like the the point I was trying to say at the at the wait, very wait, beginning is that Ben Shapiro sucks in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> is what yeah. I'm saying. But like, he's just like, a funny looking person. <laughs> yeah, no, I fuck. I got 
where was I even going? Like, um, mo- movies aren't made f- just for you. Yeah, like yeah. movies. Like you don't look at Joker and it's like that's me. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think like there's just this misconception with the way I guess our generation or just generations in general consume media is when they think that everything they consume is supposed to be for them and about them, and that's not what art is about. Like, I there's so many films that are like I wouldn't say not for me, but they're not like really made for me they're not me made with me intention but i still respect and enjoy them because they give off different perspectives that are needed i think in order to have a fulfilling view on life and makes you think art. about something you never thought about before. exactly yeah. so like you know for example like a film like brokeback mountain brokeback, brokeback mountain's mountain. a good one yeah. that's I'd like you know like you know like you could all the rumors you could suggest me and rob aren't gay cowboys but you know like <laughs> That like you know that's st- <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a story and yeah. that's like that's a story about like a side of the culture and a side of people that I'm not really used to and when that came out like that was mega culture shock and I feel like that was a thing that was needed and like a lot of people accused uh, I forgot which uh, studio back then uh, that released uh, Brokeback Mountain they were accusing them of, like, of game mongering you know like mm-hmm. pushing that agenda and stuff like that well but, the like, movie also you know, came out in like hardcore right yeah, Bush era yeah 100% post 9-11 where yeah. like everybody was kind of racist back then I, yeah yeah 100% yeah. But, <laughs> really like, racist you know, <laughs> but, but like you know we need just like sometimes we just need like not really it's not really a push in agenda but we just need more like more of a push on just different perspective and different stories my, my bad let me clarify not just racist. I'm just saying overall offensive. No, yeah, like homophobic yeah, yeah. and you know all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not to say like everybody in that era in America was like that, but that was yeah. very much, I guess, like that was that was the vibe. What more people that could everyone like, had for a while. Kind of like you know the the Dick Cheney fucking chins up America. Yeah, like that's like. A it's lot okay people, to shoot your friend by accident. It's okay to shoot your friend as long as you're protecting America. your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Ford. <laughs> I don't know what he drives. Um, fucking, you just see like, like a really conservative, like fucking like sixty, like a seventy-year-old man, like shoot like a kid for trying to like break into his car. He was shooting his. He was trying to get into my car, sir. He was he was thirteen. Like, <laughs> damn liberal, one in my muffler. Like whatever the fuck. Um, you know, to add on another one like that. Yeah, this is more in terms of, like, political ideologies, but, like, you know, not a movie I completely gelled with, but, you know, something like something to bother, um, Sorry to Bother You is a movie that, like, while I didn't agree with completely. That's a perfect example. You know, I really, I really enjoyed that perspective, and I really uh, like the fact that a movie like that could exist. Yeah, you know? and, like, you know. Directors' and- comments about other shit be damned, Ooh. but, like, you know, <laughs> like, like it, I, I understand that, and I that, appreciate it for that. That's I get that. That's a perfect example, especially kind of pertaining to, like, where we come from in <laughs> yeah. our culture, you know. Yeah. Like, that's a film I don't really respect for, I guess, its ideology and its message, but, like, it did a lot to present that in a way that I it was very original, and it was very, you know, like wild <laughs> like it was yeah. you know it was definitely like unique and it's in the way it presented its messages and you know i don't jive with the messages the movie's not for me and it wasn't made for me in mind but i still enjoy it i respect the fuck out of it for yeah. what it was doing i don't respect the director i don't respect you know like that's a whole nother uh, argument. that's a whole nother like and you know i guess we both agree that we try to i guess separate art from artists on most occasions very specific ones it's, it's hard, hard to it's hard to sometimes yeah 
Like, and then it's it's pretty funny to do it at times when it's like Snyder or something like that. Oh, so funny! Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. funny. It's a, yeah. it's easy. Yeah, it's an yeah. easy target. Like it's funny with someone like Snyder. It's not funny with someone like R. Kelly, where it's like, oh, oh yeah. Like it's like you kind of can't separate anything from that man, you know? Like it's <sighs> yeah, but in the end, <laughs> though. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not gonna get no. Into go ahead. Tangent. Go ahead. I'm just saying like there's some fucking wild, raw, wildly wrong TikToks about the R. Kelly discourse. Oh my god! So, Do you watch? Um, there's this. I highly recommend on the show. Um, there's this a uh, TikToker now streamer called uh, Papa Gut. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I've heard of Papa Gut. He's really cool. He's a pretty like. He's a pretty like you know. I'm not gonna call him like an intellectual because you know I don't think he'd call himself an intellectual <laughs> I don't think he's either. Smart. No, he <laughs> is smart. Like he's he's very like he's very much like a very like fact driven person that gives like an honest take about things, and he's not really like he's not really on either side of the spectrum. He kind of considers himself like a new age conservative. That's what he calls himself. Yeah, but he's very like woke in that aspect. But um, he made a video recently about this dude who like made a he, it was a reaction video about this dude who made a video kind of like the title was i could have been a predator why r kelly is you know like yeah. not whatever and this guy goes on a 20 minute like rant in his car about how he could have been a predator and then proceeds to talk about the activities he partook in that are deplorable Ooh, and extremely okay. illegal and the guy is completely completely thinks that like what he did was completely okay and like the reason r kelly was got caught was because he wasn't smart about it and he thought that was an okay take and I, he doubled down on that later and like papa good's video is just him basically like trying not to throw up at this fucking idiot it's <laughs> wild the video is hilarious and horrifying just just from your description i can agree with one element of it which is there are prop there are big problems within like certain artists ideologies where like you know they they support a system of behavior that is pretty fucked up no yeah i don't think it's and they're very blatant I, about it yeah and they're very blatant about it and that could be a really bad influence on people 100 you know? yeah like it's you shouldn't be like this is based off literally nothing but i like to make fun of drake you shouldn't be you know l- looking at people if you, if you're 18 you shouldn't be looking at people who are under 18 you know <laughs> to, to put it bluntly okay <laughs> unlike what that fucker's kind of implies in his lyrics and like you well, like well, you you should what was like, the name of that one song teenage dream or something yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> that one <laughs> that one yes you know like you, one of like 15 like <laughs> yeah it that, that like and, and it's 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 other things like that like yeah you know like there, there's a lot of um there's a lot of really fucked up pieces of art what was you that guy's know, name? Like Deepers Creepers art director? Content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Salva's a fucking monster. Like, there's a bunch of people out there who, you know, put these sorts of things in in their content, in their in their uh, in their work. No, I'm fine. Um, you handed me a copy. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um, thank you though. Uh, I was gonna say like they, they, that they put these sort of ideas in their work, and you know, people can be influenced by that, and people could be led to think the wrong things for that i don't really know if there's some like a, a lot of science with that but a science behind it but i assume you know like you shouldn't be like thinking that the art that you see is the reality in in the in the world that you live in it isn't it's never going to be the art you the art even you it, even it could be as it could look be as closely it, it could look as closely um close <laughs> to reality as possible but it's still not our reality. It's just and it exactly be, like it shouldn't be like something to um, 
that you know it, you should look at that as fiction there's you know? this fucking idiot that i was uh that i was arguing with once i'll tell you about it later um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and like they were making the like argument for something and they're like oh did you watch this documentary talking about this and it's like like you know we kind of had to like you know reaffirm that like all art is biased completely oh, yeah. there is no peace uh, and this is something that likes like the few film teachers in my school that I feel like, you know, that drive this point home. Like they say, like all art is biased, no matter what it can go by the, it can go by like the written fact on paper, hundred percent. And it is biased by, by every standard. There is no piece of art that isn't showing perspective. And like, I don't know. Radicalization is some shit. People are wild. <laughs> watch, watch Attack on Titan. There's a good thing. Yeah. Like, that, that <laughs> that's some good radicalization. That, like, you know, like, uh, unironically, AOT is one of, like, the best, like, one of, at least, you know, up until now, from where I've seen this story, it has been one of the most, not eye-opening, but very, uh, it very much fleshes out the idea of radicalization in a way that's very honest and very brutally true. You know, yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait for January. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Jesus. I really, I re- God, I really. Let's talk I- about fandom. Okay, I, let's <laughs> talk about fandom. But right before that, I, God, I, I just want to manifest this. I really hope I enjoy the ending. For I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know the ending. I, I, really I know so I many it. things about like what's happening, kind of, but like I just don't know the ending. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy we haven't been spoiled on that shit. Ah, don't jinx it because, like, uh, yeah. with my leg, I I need actually. There's I need to find it, but I there I think there's a profanity plugin for Chrome that and like for Twitter too, where you oh, just you put in words, words that you yeah. don't want to see like at all, and it censors it for you. That's in advanced settings on Twitter. You could just go to you just put in certain keywords. That's on Twitter phrases. and just like on browsers in general. That yeah. way, whenever you go on any random website, well, specifically Twitter is a good one to do because like we don't this isn't in the news because we'll have to talk about it in a couple of weeks when it comes out. But um, I I know what happens at the end of Eternals, and I mean I I was looking for it anyway. Yeah. I didn't really care because I don't. But you know, pretty pretty big. I got I pretty mean, like, bad for that guy to spoil it in a tweet. Like yeah. it was news. <laughs> if he didn't get fired, I would. If he didn't get fired, I would reconsider that banishment. Uh, <laughs> I would. If he didn't get fired, I would reconsider my. Uh, I guess uh, stance on that specific. Uh, what, what news website was it? He was um, from Variety Deadline. Hang on. He's from a big one. I know that. No, yeah, he's from. He was a film writer for Variety. Yeah, if he wasn't <laughs> fired, we should never trust Variety ever with anything. Insane. No, but it's just like, how do you fuck up that bad? No, and, and like, how do you even think that's okay? How just, are you a film journalist? It, it's and the, in it, look without spoiling anything. It's the post credit scene. The tweet in question is he just spoils what happens in the post credit scene. As if it was a news thing, which kind of is. But hey, the movie's two weeks away from now. Why couldn't you just fucking wait? There's like, no embargo lifted, right? Uh, mm, there's like t- the like social media. Embargo. The yeah. social media embargo lifted, but then right after that, obviously Marvel went out and was like, "Please don't fucking spoil the movie." And then <laughs> you would think, fifteen years into this, fu- into the biggest franchise in film history, insane. Where like the kind of like you know, if you're a journalist working in that side of of the industry, how do you, I feel like there's like not common courtesy, but like journalistic integrity. Common, common you know? sense. Yeah, like 
you just don't like. I feel like most people would agree. When a movie comes out, you just don't go out and tweet the spoilers about it. Yeah. If you're a terrible person and like want to like burn in hell for the rest of your life, go ahead. Like you can do that. That's fine. Okay, but okay, but like at the same time, <laughs> the people who react exactly like that is so fucking funny to me because I love seeing people. I get see, angry but over like you know how I am about spoilers. In no, general, yeah, but like you know, you know seeing dumbasses like MCU direct or MCU geeks, oh something God. like that. The people who actively have been spoiling on set spoilers for the Comic last book. decade. Com, and you know, shit. Yeah. yeah, shit like that. Be getting Heroic angry Hollywood. over that. Heroic Hollywood. Huh? Heroic Hollywood. Heroic Hollywood for one. You what know, a like, shit fucking site. I what a fucking, shit fucking. God, I hated that fucking site. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like all those fucking places they that f- were just almost, putting them down like that. All those websites fucking suck, dude. God damn. Just the way they mine content that really bothers me. I just don't like it because it's just they're actively going out getting on set spoilers. Here's how that shouldn't be revealed until literally when the thing should be out. <laughs> Get your first look at fan art of Loki dressed up as Batman. Like, oh yeah, no, like there's that too, which is stupid. I but li- like, seeing- like I, I blocked those accounts like three years ago because I was just so <laughs> fucking sick of those stupid ass articles. Just seeing those. Um, Seeing those things come in, like seeing those people get angry, it's just so fucking funny to me. And like, I could, I love it. It's so <laughs> hilarious, because you know, it's, it's literally, it's hypocritical. It's the same people who are like spoiling that shit in the first place. I think you, you know? have every right to punch somebody who walks out of a theater and screams out a spoiler to the people waiting. Oh in line. yeah, no, that's also that's just a per- asshole being an asshole. Yeah. but at the same time, you, you agree, know, right? Like, yeah. we're like we could all like unanimously jump him if yeah. like somebody ever were to do that. But like this was a case of an asshole tweeting something, being an asshole about it, and then other assholes getting people angry are throwing about shit it. at his apartment window. Like, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're the actual shits as well. All right, let's talk about fandom now. Yeah, of course, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. That was a, that was a, that was that's how you kill thirty. And minutes. we're gonna go back to Marvel <laughs> soon, so like, yeah. And that um, is how you kill thirty minutes. DC uh, fandom, twenty twenty one, the one of the bigger events of the uh, of the year. Basically, Comic Con. Yeah, we're not doing a. a I kind of wish we should have planned this out better. We could have done a whole DC fandom episode. Yeah, but we were but, so fucking tired after AEW. I was like, never gonna even pitch it or anything. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest, like, not that there wasn't a lot that was shown, but like, you know. It was only really one day that we got, like, the crazy big announcements. And it was kind of rapid fire back to back. I don't think, it's, you know. It's a different presentation than what they had last year. Yeah. I think it was fine, you know. I like, kinda, in terms of reveals, it was okay. I did really no, no, it. it. It was good. You know, I saw it all. I kind of felt, not that I didn't feel the hype this year. Like, I more so felt the hype because this is, like, just, this is the big, like, nerd, con- like, Comic-Con, you know? Like, this is, like, what all, like, the nerds want to come in to, like, watch and, like, see what's going on. I liked the way it was presented last year more where it was, like, over, like, a long period of a few days. Everything was really, like, you know, spread out. I think it was just, stuff. like, up because it was, like, an entire day and then they repeated it a couple weeks after with some yeah. extra shit. Yeah. Did yeah. you? S- well. It's fine, though. I, I guess, didn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about, um... I'll talk about the Batman stuff uh, right after you know we we get to it. By the way, all the trailers that we're talking about this uh, this week, they're most of them are from, from fandom. Yeah, I mean, look, the screen kind of trailer. There. The, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the the screen trailer, the scream trailer came out, and that looks fine. I didn't watch it. I they, it's it's not spoiling anything, and it's, it's just I'm pretty sure they're hiding the big secrets behind that one very heavily until mm-hmm. that movie comes out. And then like Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City looks interesting. And then Uncharted came out yesterday, and Matt Wahlberg, Mark, Wah- Mark Wahlberg, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we see, Fandom actually started off with a sneak peek of Black Adam. Yeah. Which looked cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, 
this Black Adam is like probably one of the more interesting things that is being like you know finally released out of like these new slate of DC movies because this has been a project that's been worked on for literal decades. Yes, like not not, not twenty years, but like it, well, fe- like it feels like it. It feels like it. The Ever Rock since has, like Get Smart came out in two thousand eight, The Rock has been trying to get this movie made for literally years, and he's very he's been very passionate about wanting to play this character. And I kind of you know I kind of assume like he's probably turned down roles in like Marvel projects to play this character. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. It's like th- I think this is like one of his biggest dream projects aside from I think Doc Savage was another movie he wanted to do for Ooh, a while. Remember that one? Really? Yeah, the Shane Black movie oh, that he, he was supposed to direct. That should get made. Yeah, it should. It's really that would be really cool. That would Shane like, Black. Fuck yeah, that'd shit. be great. Yeah, no, it works perfectly. Yeah, I think this works well too. I I mean we just saw a little sneak peek of him just dis- dis- just disintegrating one dude. Yeah, and then looking like Vin Diesel in one shot when oh, yeah. he has like his hoodie there and I love this. Just, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks good. Suits great. Um, we saw like a little tease of like the Doctor Fate helmet and Hawkman's armor yes. too. And that looks fucking yeah. sweet. Um, we yeah. Um, with a lot of these, um, excluding like the Flash, we got um kind of behind the scenes reels. Yeah. Of like you know the production of everything with the Batman and um and Black Adam. We saw a lot from the Black Adam stuff. We we get peeks at like the costumes. Everything looks really cool. I can't wait to see the whole Justice Society in action. And I'm, this is like okay, two things for just Black Adam personally. Um, I really hope he just ditches the cape and he's just cape like Black Adam. Man, I, like I, the cape. Lo- I don't know. With the I, hoodie too, it looks fun. N- man, I I just I would just love if he just rips off the fucking cape and just goes ham, whatever. Um, <laughs> and another thing, like you know, I, you know, The Rock isn't the greatest actor ever. The Rock is very good in roles that are made for him. Yeah. Now you could argue maybe this this or this role or this specific version of this character was made for him, but like you know, it's it's kind of hard for me to to see The Rock like portray like a fucking thousand year old like you know warrior fucking god like, you know like it's <laughs> I I, I want to see how he delivers his lines you know I I see what you mean yeah me. It could be just like Scorpion King. Also, it's fucking <laughs> bullshit they don't give him the elf ears. That's bullshit. I, they I should have that. given him the elf ears. I it fucking bothers hate me that. too. I, I I've noticed that for a long time and I'm like, why? Why? Why not? He looks so cool. He look he, he looks silly, but cool. Yeah, like, but it's not a big deal. It's not He's a little pointy. You gotta do it with a literal fucking golden hawk on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing I I'll, I'll add to this is that I just really hope yeah, obviously they're gonna make you know, this whole anti hero angle with it, but do you think they're gonna I want him to be, just be an asshole. You know, like I want him to just kill people. Do you think they're gonna just like it, oh, and no, it kinda definitely. looks like he, it kinda no, looks yeah, like he's definitely. definitely doing that. The first this. guy he sees, he just immediately like, I I want more of it though. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I want less sympathy, more more destruction from this man. Do you think we're gonna get Justice Society spawning I mean, off this? Oh, maybe. Uh they I'm curious to see what they're going to talk about with, like, Jake Garrick and Alan Scott, mm-hmm. if that's even a thing. Because, like, there's yeah. also, like, the inclusion of, like, this is confirmed to be the same universe, at least as Shazam. Oh, yeah. And no, Shaz- and, the D- and the DCEU. In yeah, this yeah. Which, so, uh, which I, I, I still, like, you know, I kind of, like, you know, I, I don't want to say DCEU because I still don't know what the fuck's going on. But, you know. It could all change with Flash, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It could yeah, all change yeah. with Flash. Because it, it would be interesting if, like, the Justice Society was introduced and they were actually the team that spawned off in the 40s and Wonder Woman just never says anything about it. Wouldn't, <laughs> it, be, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if, like, Justice Society ends up being WB's Avengers instead That'd be sweet. of Justice League? That'd be sweet. I really fucking love the JSA. No, they're and cool. And there's a lot of really good stories you could pull that and, off like, from I, that. I think that that level of campiness can be translated well, 
you know, and we see it already from like what we got from the Black Adam reel. So yeah, and you could also just make it a World War Two drama. You it's could just make it. You could make it the Invaders cast. instead. You it's know? an amazing cast. Like yeah. well, who they got for JSA. Like that's that's good shit. I can't and, wait like, for Aldous Hodge. Oh yeah, he's, he's gonna be he's so the one. Good. Of, well, okay, it's him and Pierce Brosnan. I'm most excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like Pierce Bronson. I, it, it's just him look with, with an echoey voice. Yeah. But like, And yeah. a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and a tin helmet. Yeah, yeah. But then, exciting. let's see. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We got Aquaman stuff. Yeah, actually, okay, let me just say this before. Yeah, July 29, 2022 is Black yes. Adam. Which, I completely forgot that was actually coming out next year. I thought it was like a December movie. So next year is technically, okay, wait, when's this? December 16, get... 2022. So we have four DC movies coming out. That's crazy. It's Batman first, Black Adam after, cool. <laughs> Flash in November, which we'll get to in a second, and then Aquaman in December. That's a great, December sixteenth. That's a good slate. Yeah, that's a really good slate. That's not bad. Yeah, I'd rather take that than Marvel. <laughs> is when's Shazam coming out again? Shazam is twenty twenty three. I think that's it was right. supposed to be twenty twenty two, but they pushed it back. I wonder. I wonder how much of Black Adam is going to lead into Fury of Gods. I don't think that much. I don't think it will either, but like at least setting up an encounter between Shazam and Black Adam because at the end of the day, that's what we all want to see. That's what I think they're going to lead to eventually too. Um, But yeah, we got to look at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom technically with some behind the scenes stuff. No trailer. No trailer, but a new costume for Black Manta. Looks fucking even better than the last one. <laughs> they both. I like the first one better because I like the Power Ranger like style too. But he it. looks more like a Power Ranger with the with the silver helmet instead. They're both great. Yeah. I love both of them. Like I think that I think like you know between Zack Snyder and like James Wan, they have like the best costume designs in like you know DC films. Yeah. In, in terms of like at least like remix of like you know, like a modern interpretation of like happiness. You get me? Like because like. Batman is like a different level. Yeah. But um yeah, Aquaman. I, you know, I noticed they lacked they lacked an Amber Heard interview during this. They they, they showed there was a at shot. least two clips. They showed a <laughs> shot of her on set. Oh, I hit the mic. <laughs> yeah. And then people like people online were like haters going to hate and it's like, "Oh, really? That that you're going with that then." So All right. De- so we're defending <laughs> domestic abuse now. All right then. <laughs> this is where we've gone. I guess allegedly. Uh but who knows at this point. But um what I like about this behind the scenes reel, at least, it looks like they're doubling down on the Indiana Jones journey aspect of the last yeah, movie. Yeah. Where they're going to deserts, different places like that. Or, like, pa- Ocean Master looks like he's just there on the ride. Like, oh he's his God. short round or something. Oh, my God. I if love If we that. actually, like, get, like, a buddy cop, like, brothers film between, like, you know, Arthur and, um, and, and, uh, Orn. I yeah, think sure. is the name. Yeah. <laughs> Orm, the like, Ocean Master. Like, first of all, okay, first of all, that dude, fucking Patrick Wilson. Jacked, amazing. Like, we always like, yeah, we all know Jason I think, Moore. I think he's in his fifties. Let me check, actually. It, it, is it like weird to say that I'm more impressed by Patrick Wilson's physique than I am Jason Momoa's? I, I I'm mean, a fat, first, okay, in a way, right, no, I can see why. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, let me preface this. I'm a fat piece of shit. I look disgusting. So Patrick Wilson is 48 years old. Dude, Patrick Wilson looks fucking fantastic. Like, you know, just like he has the gigantic beard. He looks more like Aquaman than Jason Momoa does, which is crazy. And like, you know, I would if if that's the case, like this movie is a journey with both of them just to try to find, I don't know, another fucking lost Trident. That's what they always find in these movies. Like, I, I, I think this could be really good. And like if they're doubling down on the, the Indiana Jones part of it, that's that's great. You know, one of the biggest say what you will about like Aquaman two things you could take away from it the world is really cool and it's a fun movie and yeah I think I think this could be really cool I think this could be really really sick 
I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, I really yeah. like the first movie. I don't I know. Don't if, I don't movie. really get the hate for no, like, like the first one as much. It is a good movie. You know, like it's fun. It's a fun movie. But like, it's just it's genuinely one of those movies where you have to turn off your brain. Yeah. You literally have to just turn off your brain and just enjoy the ride. And you know, if if that's and like that's not a bad thing either because that was always James Wan's approach. So like, I don't think that you know, I don't think that's a pitfall. I don't think that will be a pitfall for this movie. It's going to be more of the same, and I think I think I'm going to like it. The one thing I want I do want to see is I want to see better CG. Like I didn't love the CG of the first Aquaman. You I know? get that, and like you know, I would love to see you know more shit like that. Um, What's the next thing on the docket aside uh, from that? Yeah, the uh, Milestone Media. Oh, they're doing an animated movie, which is which. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Uh, if you don't know about uh, the Milestone, what Milestone uh, is, it's basically a uh, old run of comics that are that were starred by uh, all black characters. Um, you got it. Oh, sorry, my bad. I should have let this, uh, the listeners know. So okay, here I'll, I'll commentate for you. <laughs> so currently, as we're recording the podcast, we're always trying to uh, buy the posters, the Mondo posters for Possession that came out, uh, which I today. just did. Nice. Oh. I got the I got the version I wanted. I got the, the blue one? tinted one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I I th- yeah, it's a variant, but they're, they're both in the same price. Usually yeah, for yeah, variants, yeah. they they jack it up like an extra twenty or mm-hmm. uh, or fifteen. They're both yeah. they're both cool posters. Not bad. Yeah, I'm very so, happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's starred by like you know uh, an all black comic book cast of of superheroes and now static bring- shock. Uh, yeah. Um, fucking uh, hardware icon and rocket. Um, and oh, bringing- and apparently they're doing Blood Syndicate as well, which I've I've never really heard about, but like that's their like I team have book. heard of it. I have heard of it. Um, yeah, last year they kind of, they announced that they were uh, bringing this back into into fruition in you know various forms, whether it be comic book and TV shows, and movies, and you know they just kind of announced the first like kind of batch of like what they're planning to do, and they're also hinting at a uh, animated uh, show with who was it Static, right? Yeah, with Static, and I mean they were they're still working on the movie too. Yeah, which we did. I don't think we ever heard anything about. Well, seasons not, the, not this not this yeah. fandom. Seasons uh meaning like they they were doing their story arcs, like the digital comics for the milestone characters, they're doing like a season 2 for all these other ones. And uh, a new compending one as well. They're actually doing I don't remember if I heard that in there. That's maybe maybe it was just a announcement for an animated project that's milestone labeled. So yeah, probably. probably that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was static though. I'm excited for this animated movie. I I like I really like the look of hardware. Cause he, he just sick. has the coolest fucking helmet. He looks like he looks like um fucking um. He kind of looks uh, like a Ryan a little looks bit. Like oh, Kang. Yeah, like Kang, yeah. Yeah, 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 Kang's a good one too. You know, so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited because it's just like, especially our generation, our age group, we grew up with Static Shock. Yeah, that was one of the best superhero animated shows out there, and like you could do a lot with Static, especially like. You know, his homecoming, where he came from. And, like, you know, there's a lot you can do there. And I think they can make that movie fucking awesome. Um, I still... That's probably going to be an HBO Max project, right? Yeah. The Static Shock movie? Probably. I think so. I if Backroads can the... be HBO Max, I wouldn't be surprised that they put Static there. Yeah. Um, But then after that, we yes. got Suicide Squad killed nice. the Justice League. Rocksteady's Suicide Squad. You know, this actually got me really excited again for another Rocksteady game. I mean, like... I'm just as excited as I was last time because we still haven't seen anything. We still haven't seen any trailers. True. I mean, we haven't I mean, seen we still any haven't gameplay. Seen any gameplay. Sorry, yeah, gameplay. but this was nothing but cutscenes that yeah. they took out to just show the story of this. So it's is... basically kind of setting up that this is a completely different universe from the Arkham series. I, is it, though? Because it that's is. the same Penguin model from the Arkham no, games. No, it isn't. 
Yeah, that isn't is it the fat little pudgy guy? Well, yeah, but he didn't have like the long receding hairline like that. He oh, wasn't, well, it could have been he like he didn't look like Danny jump. DeVito. Like no, and mm. I didn't. Did Penguin die in Arkham Knight? I don't think he died. A few he? villains died in Arkham Knight. It was Poison Ivy. And Did Two Face die? Did no, he? I don't think Two Face. I think somebody else died. This isn't this Joker. Is def- Joker was dead, obviously. And this d- oh, yeah. this definitely isn't the same Harley too. Well, it's Tara Strong who's voicing her, but yeah. then again, she does voice everybody. But that's more of like a legacy thing. True, true. I don't know. I think it. I I want to say for right now, it's probably still in the same universe because mm. that receding hairline. Yeah, that is different from the regular Penguin designs. But it, I'm, I I want to say that is Penguin. I don't think it so. Because it did look a little like him. Regardless, but yeah, they're they're regardless. they're they're gonna fuck up the Justice League. They didn't realize it was a Justice League. Now and then you have Flash walking around who's just acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah. In this trailer, so, and I like I guess, it. The setup and plot for this is uh, Brainiac is invading another fucking Tuesday yeah. for the DCU, <laughs> and um, he has taken possession of the Justice League. You know, he's uh, mind controlling them, and uh, you see various Justice League members here. You see Wonder Woman, you see Superman, you see Flash. You get a tease of Batman, which you know, oh, why are they going to tease Batman? You know, blah, 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 blah. but you also got to kind of consider like Batman is what made Rocksteady relevant. You know that, and it's like I'm I, I can't help but think they're just gonna continue some of the threads from Arkham Knight and just show that he's actually alive. See, but the thing with that is that like I don't think they're implying that Batman's dead in this universe in the Kill the Suicide Squad uh, one. You know, I I think it's still the Rocksteady universe. It's, I, I, it's just, just so remember like what happened to Harley too. Like, did Harley die? Or Harley or? had a kid, didn't she? No, 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 no. Or it that, was hinted that she was gonna have a kid. It was hinted, but it turned out to be wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, America. Yeah. There was also that whole uh, DLC, like you know. Oh, that's right. I never played, played as, it. Never I did. Played yeah, yeah. It. Okay. You played as a uh, Batgirl, Tim Drake. Oh, it's Tim Drake's. Uh, I'm DLC. talking about Arkham, Arkham um, Arkham City. Oh, the Arkham City one. Because okay. that, because that, her having a uh, kid was an Easter in Arkham City. Then they had um, the a DLC, which was an epilogue that included Robin getting at Harley Quinn and. Um, in that same Easter egg where it was the baby carriage with like the pregnancy test, yeah, there was a bunch of pregnancy tests around oh, it that yeah. were negative. Okay, so like she thought she was pregnant, it was a false positive, and like she went crazy when she found out she was negative. Man, I miss the world building in those games. I hope we still get that in this Arkham. I to this day, I don't think I'll ever have a more fun and fulfilling experience than the Arkham franchise has given to me. It you even know? with like the side quests that they had in Arkham City alone, they it were was so, so fun. fun. You just meet Hush. Oh like, my god, you yeah. You just meet him there. You meet Azrael just oh my casually. God. And like <laughs> to this day, it has some of some of the like the the scariest easter eggs in a video game. Like I don't know if you remember in the first one, the uh the whole implication that the ghost of uh of of Arkham uh haunted the asylum still and you have to find like these like uh, monuments, not monuments, but they there was like little like uh, statues of him. Oh yeah, and there was that. There was the implication that Scarecrow was still around in uh, Arkham City, and like, and one of my favorite, one of I think most people agree, one of the greatest Easter eggs of all time, Arkham Asylum's teaser to Arkham City. Where you go into one of the offices in Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah, and it's the blueprint. Put, yeah, you put three. Uh, you you have to put three explosive gels on very specific parts of a wall, and you can't you can't see the wall when you go into detective mode. When you open it up, blueprints like uh, blueprints, news clippings, Hugo Strange, everything, Arkham City. That 
to this day, it's one of the craziest Easter eggs in a video game. I I could gush so much about the Arkham franchise. I played Arkham City is my favorite game of all time. I've replayed that game more than any game. It really is one of the best games that have ever come out. It, it, no, yeah, it's it, it's great and like. It's one of the best Batman stories. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, like, it's stupid. It's a video game. It's illogical and shit. But, like, you know, it does It does Batman. It does all the characters. I think it's almost, like, the best interpretation of the characters we've had. I don't think there's a better interpretation of Batman than Batman in the Arkham games. Same with Joker. Yeah. And, man, as, as long as the story stays consistent, the quality of the story stays consistent with this game, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, okay fan theory mm-hmm. for why they're why I think they're not showing any gameplay yet. I think initially the game was supposed to this is just me projecting. I this is not based off anything. Oh, actually it's based off like some reports and speculation um that I remember reading about this game for years. Like one including from Jason Schreier where I asked him a question about it. Apparently this was supposed to be combat wise. I don't know if it's still the case, but like this game was supposed to be combat wise like similar to the Avengers game. Where you'd get like, you'd take control of some of them, but it'd be mostly like a big co-op type of experience yeah. instead of like you know you could play it as a, uh, mostly. It's like better enjoyed as like a single player thing. It's mm-hmm. mostly like it was designed to be more for co-op. I don't know if they probably changed that. They could have probably changed that because because of the backlash from Avengers. See, they're just me, pre- just yeah, just saying what I think is probably happening may not actually be real. Have you ever played Evolve? I remember Evolve. <laughs> um. It's like, you know, it didn't turn out to be the greatest game, but that style, the Left 4 Dead style, specific character, like, you know, a few specific characters gets from point A to point B. I assume it's going to be kind of like an act structure almost like where it's like each act you have to fight a different member of the Justice League and getting up to the moment where you actually get to that boss fight. You have to complete different quests that would aid you into taking them down so maybe in the first quest let's say for example you have to fight the flash and you know your whole thing is you know maybe it's a co-op experience where you all take you know you all play as your own character or you can switch between the characters like in a lego game but different people have different classes and maybe those different classes can do different things in order to get to the objective so like maybe like the entire quests and the entirety almost the entirety of the first act would be to make a cosmic treadmill and like mm-hmm. to beat the flash or something like that and you need deadshot to locate it you need king shark to break in you need a uh, boomerang to tinker it you need harley to fight bitches you know like yeah. <laughs> things like that you get me which look and concept- it all leads up to just to just fighting the boss conceptually that's cool but for somebody who doesn't really like playing that many co-op games at all. Like yeah. Really, the only one I've enjoyed is either Smash with friends physically or, you know, Among Us, you know, which I haven't played in forever. It's not my thing, you know? I would hope that it's more designed... Like, it's better designed as a single-player experience in co-op, I just even though I don't feel like that's going to be the case. I just know. I just don't like that approach for something like the Suicide Squad. I because get that's, it. Because then we'll just have a whole Guardians of the Galaxy situation where you only play as Peter Quill the entire time, and everybody, you just send people to do stuff. Oh, no. I, and I'm not saying that, like, just have just that would play be as one single, person. I think that would be the single-player single player experience. I would, I, li- think, I would like yeah. to interchange. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Like, like a Lego game. Yeah. I, I would like it to be more in line I think it Lego would be games, something so. like that as well i think there will be i think the approach they're gonna take to this would be something like that where you like in game like you could 
change between characters and do different things. And then you also have the co-op aspect where you gather four or five friends and you just go off. I think this game is going to be so fucking fun if they do th if they do it right. I think this has the potential to be really fucking good. And I hope they don't ruin it with, like, you know, making it uh, a... Uh, What's it? Uh, pay to play, not pay to play. Um, pay to win type of pay to win. thing. Or yeah, if they also do that, like you know what Avengers suffered from, which you know, that's also bad. Which I course. think I don't think this will suffer because of Rocksteady's kind of track record in the past, because they've always been pretty good about doing stuff like that, and usually DLCs like purely cosmetic, nothing that game breaking or anything like that. So or I either think, like just expansions of storylines too. Yeah, you know. Like they could do like a they might do like a season approach. Each season there's something could else, be. which I don't know if I'll like I, I don't like that. That I don't, I don't like that. you know maybe I don't. They would be cool though. Like I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, what if in this Suicide Squad game you get to uh you get to replay a mission from the movie or something like that. Mm. You can replay as like those characters John like Cena, Peacemaker, Starro or Idris you know. Yo, that kind of makes me sad that it's only the four in this game. I, I kind of wish there'd be more as well. Like, yeah, if you could play as Peacemaker, that'd be a cool Javelin's little thing. in the game, which they confirmed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know how. Javelin is in the game, yeah. Is, a, is he a little guy in the trailer, or is that just some you other guy? You only see his Javelin throne, but you don't see him. Oh, shit. But yeah, he's going to be in the game. Okay. And I think sure. they're gonna I think they're gonna have more Suicide Squad members that you can interchange between. I would hope so. And maybe just the main storyline is that is them four. Man, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you could like replay missions as well. Like yeah. you, maybe grind out or something. Maybe there's a grind aspect to the game, which mm. I don't know if I'll like I don't, if they I do don't that. Like that either. That's the thing. There's so many things that could make this that can make this potentially good game from being like a fucking train wreck. What makes I, I guess I could speak for both of us. What makes this game like interesting is the fact that it's Rocksteady. Oh yeah, of know? course. Yeah. you know, and I wouldn't be as interested if if another studio was doing this. And, and to be fair, you know, like Suicide Squad's not super exciting game wise, like as, as a conceptual thing to play I as a game. I, no, when uh, like had it been before Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy, I probably would have been more excited. Sure. Just okay, now, yeah, that's fair, definitely that's fair. not. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like. Also, plot-wise, I know they'll probably figure something out or just have, like, a really a shitty... Story. I think it'll be a good no, story. No, I know. I know. But I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, common sense, I feel like it'll probably lead to, a, like, a decent or bad boss battle. But, like, how the fuck are you going to fight Superman? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that, that, like that's kind of, like, why I plotted out. It's like, you have to... Maybe you have to, like, you spent the entirety of, like, Act 5 oh. trying to make, like, a fucking, like, cryptic, uh, a kryptonite machine gun or you, something. You know, you, know? What I, you know what I think it could also be? It's just like one of those bosses where Superman's in the middle, just floating, and then every five seconds he has to do a move oh, or he no. has to do like I a counter that. or something. And like everybody's in a circle, they have to like shoot at him and stuff like, really until the hope, power meter goes down. I really hope because Rocksteady, I guess the biggest thing Rocksteady has struggled with in the past is their boss battles. Oh yeah, they haven't like they've either been really good or really not great, and uh, <laughs> and um, I hope they they could figure out original ways to take down these bosses. Like, what, if you, what if you just don't fight Superman? No, no, no they're <laughs> hyping that up. They're going to do that. <laughs> like, man, wouldn't it be fucking cool if instead of, like, it being, like, an open world, like, there's just, like, a specific part of the, like, a big part of the area where you're just exploring and Superman is just constantly looking for you guys and you have to, like, set up traps, similar to what they did with Mr. Freeze in Arkham City. That could be. Walking around, like, hey, we have to set up, like, a magic trap to net Superman, and then we come here, you know? He's, he's Superman. He's super fast. Like, he, like how how can you deal with the speed of that, too? Like, I don't know how they could do it. Boomerang. 
Maybe. Yeah. They they would have to do an injustice thing and be like, oh, we're taking super pills or something. Like they would have to. They would have to bring up some sort of plot element that would kind of like nerf Superman in a way for them to fight him. I hope at least like you know, like there is like. I hope it's not just a super pill, you know. Like <laughs> I hope, like, pills. like you know. I hope, and since this is Brainiac Superman, he's not holding back at all. Yeah, that's know? what that's what's so fucking crazy about is yeah. this as a boss uh, fight design. But yeah, let's move on. Peacemaker's coming out January thirteenth yeah. next year with a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> it's just coming out with a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> we, this isn't the trailer. No, but uh, they they came out with a trailer for the they show. They had an entire like panel with like the, the cast and James Gunn. And I I never care for those things. I like I like they're, they're fun to watch, but it's like I just want to see the trailer. Like you know, usually for something like this, where it's like I don't have that much of an of like an emotional investment into <laughs> this, like I wouldn't be as interested. But they're fun, and like, yeah. Sometimes you get good insight, especially with everything in the Batman, which we will get to. We'll get to, and you know, yeah. But Peacemaker, we got the trailer, and it, it looks hilarious. Yeah, it yeah. looks. If you enjoyed the Suicide Squad and you wanted to see more of that style, just that way of making, this is it. Like, man, it kind of makes me. It, I'm a little disappointed because I was kind of hoping. At, at least this is what the trailer kind of shows. It could be different from the end of the show, or from the actual show. But like, it kind of looks like they're trying to make him more of a hero than you know this sort of crazy anti-hero villain. I mean, that's kind of what they mindset. were setting up in the no, Suicide Squad. That's what they were setting up in the Suicide Squad. But then I feel like they're kind of going away from that in this because they're trying because there's like little moments where like they're talking to John Cena who's just I'm just calling him John Cena I don't know his actual name and, and they're like you know you could not be an asshole you could be a nice guy or something I like mean that. I think his arc might be that like he's just struggling with the idea of like sticking to like morals or like honoring duty and that probably yeah. is the arc in some capacity here what makes me excited <laughs> he just finds about out this... he's super toxic <laughs> yeah no i think that's the point and like what makes me i think what makes me most excited about peacemaker is the fact that this was just a little side project that james gunn did while yeah. in quarantine because he was bored and like that just to me that just screams out like yeah i'm going all out and like in that interview in like the interviews they were doing he like they mentioned how like there was one night on set it was like four in the morning and James Gunn was just telling to himself this will be like Warner Brothers is like grave it oh yeah there's work. no I can't believe they're letting me film this or yeah whatever. and which like is, which is very exciting to hear and from especially James Gunn. from someone like James Gunn you know like that I really that makes me really excited. Vigilant, Man, WB is oh, just yeah. throwing fucking money at James Gunn. Oh yeah, good. Like, you want? Uh, sorry, Plastic Man. Fuck yeah, let's That's, do it. That like, is literally the ba- the like that was the probably one of the smartest moves they ever made as a company in the last right? couple of years. The second he left Disney, they're like fucking spoil this man it's literally <laughs> we will whore we will be whores for the james Gunn. it's literally like an all-star quarterback getting like <laughs> getting thrown off like his winning team and then joining the underdogs it's, yeah exactly it was good stuff and like you know i think this is gonna be really great um vigilante looks insane oh my god dude. he's so he's a, funny he's just deadpool yeah like, i love it it's good uh, it's, i love it and, and like <laughs> i told raul this while we were watching it um i really hope like one of the characters like uh vigilante he just has like a weird kink like he <laughs> I, I, you said this before. You told me this before we. I saw the trailer and I did wasn't thinking about it at first. I was like, oh, they're probably not. And then I saw the trailer. And I'm like, okay, they're probably hiding something weird for both of this guy, right? Like, yeah, I, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if like he's like in love with like a peacemaker. Or something. Probably. Oh my <laughs> like, god, that'd be funny. And then you have this eagle, eagly, which I didn't even know he had. She's horrible. Yeah, yeah but that's the, the point. Horrible. That's the point. <laughs> I love that he has his tongue sticking out. He's yeah, fucking. Take a picture. 
Dad, take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's fucking just going crazy. I love it. Like, yeah, he, no. Oh, yeah, no. The, take a picture. The fucking hug. Like the <laughs> fake CGR <laughs> wings. <laughs> Robert Patrick. It's nice to see him in things again. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's too tired to like get into his chair for the interview. And then John Cena and his fucking tidy whiteies getting mauled by a woman. <laughs> you know, it's funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably just another day for John. Just keep going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You want to talk about League of Super Pets? Not really. Okay. Well, that's, oh, that's actually five DC movies. Nice. That's also coming out in May. This might be good. Yeah. That might be good. Also, um, Kevin Hart is ace, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's just Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. The Truth, Justice, and a Better Tomorrow. They changed the the tagline for Superman. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, like, it's fine. I get like white people are like our mad. Something that anger. Some some uh, another win for the liberals. These libtards. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't want to dox our friend, but that's what exactly what he's been talking like for the last couple of weeks, and it's like you please stop. I mean, like <laughs> to be honest, like that tagline sounds more like Superman. So yeah, no, and it makes sense. I mean, American way it makes sense back then. It makes man of tomorrow. Yeah, man of tomorrow. <laughs> Better tomorrow. You know. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, everybody care. knows what tomorrow is. I just want Superman to do heroic shit. Like, I don't yeah. care. And then everybody gets mad that his son is bi. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, it, who cares? Like, like I don't have an issue with that. I just have an issue more with just, like, the approach DC has been taking with all that. Like, it, it was your, what you're saying about, What we about, were talking about like, earlier, yeah. Exactly that. Where it's like, yeah, it is... It is. It, if if it was another writer, I would agree. But it's Tom Taylor, and I've I've understand that before because like, he's this is the he's been one between... of those people. He's been one of those people who's been really trying to who really wanted to do more with like a Harley and uh, Ivy relationship. I, so I, saw, I understand that. I saw a good uh, Twitter comparison where it's like vi- like it was a DC comic and it was like berserk, and it was like when you're preaching at people, when you're touching people, and it's like you know like there is there is. There is an argument there that's palpable. That is that is true, and that's a lot of that's that's in, that's, that's a three-hour podcast a, right there. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's relatable to a lot of things in the fucking U.S. domestic comic book industry. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, but like with something like this, I it's not it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you know? like the Who better tomorrow cares? thing again. That just sounds oh no, like, the better tomorrow thing is fine. But I'm talking about like you know John Kent being by. It's like who cares? It's a different it's fine, universe. Whatever. You know? Like like we're we're gonna get another version of him where he's fucking like uh, a Starfire in like not, two years. Not like, even that. Like like Kal El's gonna come back and be Superman in like another year or two. So like it's not like they're really gonna you know keep it anyway. It's, this is just like it's, again, it's like, unfortunate. But like I wish they would. You know, I this wish they thing, wouldn't do shit like that. This is exactly what we're talking about. Where, where it's they just, just like, like go back to the same. It's the just going to be moment. It's momentary revenue to yeah. just fit like a model. And like, you know, that's it, it is sad that like these stories kind of just get boiled down to that instead of, hey, why don't we like make a story about these issues that are actually written by somebody who wants to make this, you know. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times they are. But editorial has to go back. Once they're done, editorial has to go back and fix it and go back to the drawing board. That's the problem when it comes to DC and Marvel and other comic book industries that aren't with projects that aren't independently owned by the creators. Read manga, kids. Read manga. Yeah. At least those stories continue. Manga like is... fucking Spider-Man. Manga's <laughs> elite, yeah. Yeah. You know, they finally started addressing One More Day again. Really? Only for them to probably just ignore it again. Yeah. Yeah, it bothers the Because that's me. just going to be like, that's just going to be a storyline for like three months and then they're going to go to the next one. Yeah. Uh, here's a small little thing. I'll talk about Doom Patrol later because I've been watching it, the new season. But they renewed it for uh, season four. That's right. cool. Cool. And uh, Flash. Yes. We got tr- 
somewhat teaser for the Flash. We got with the was, weirdest fucking outfit I've ever seen Ezra Miller wear. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Again, you noted know. Undertaker fan. Listen, we're Ezra a forward. <laughs> listen, we're a forward-thinking podcast. We are. We're. We are. I, I say we're both pretty progressive. Yeah. Dog collars on anybody does not look good. No. I, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> That's a clip. That's a clip right there, dude. Holy <laughs> shit! I fucking peaked so hard. No, God. I'm talking about clip the post. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. 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 <laughs> well, at least I in- said what I said. <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I like dog collars. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 43 years old. No, What's up with dog collars? <laughs> uh, All right, well, me personally, yeah. at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, <laughs> I didn't care when it showed up, but you were the one that texted me. You were like, what the fuck is wrong with Ezra Miller? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, but that's it's more than just outfit Yeah, you have a visceral hatred for like Ezra Miller. Like, I, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's not it's it's not for what he believes or anything. I it's the fact that the like con- nobody's talked about the fact that he fucking chokes on the woman. I need to learn I need to learn <laughs> and, the context nobody addressed of that it. clip. Well, I, I need to learn the context of that clip. It's wild that no one else has talked about it. Right? Nothing else has come out from it. And Ezra Miller's <laughs> PR team fucking Yeah, no. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they're like Clinton level. He's, like, he's paying good money there. Yeah. Oh, Clinton level. Oh, no. no. Probably. They're more like fucking <laughs> Trump level. Like <laughs> Probably. But like, God, dude. That video is so fucking insane to me. Like, it's wild that this movie's coming out in November, right? And It's coming out in November? <laughs> and like, no Next one has. Month? Okay. And like, we still haven't seen any of the Amber Heard type of discourse where like people just don't bring up the video Every time a new post about this movie comes up, like what the well, fuck they do. happened? In the replies of each tweet, whenever there's no, but like it hasn't escalated more than that because it probably will later. But, I think like, in it's general like, it hasn't. I mean, I think in general, uh, a lot of the big journalists, uh, uh, a lot of the big like you know, I, mean, I was gonna say new newspaper companies, but the same thing. Just like you know, they they might be just barred from talking about certain things. It's happened before in the past where just journalists aren't allowed to talk about very specific things that, you know, for many reasons, whether it be financial or not, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. The Flash. Yeah, Yeah, okay, let's talk about the Flash. The new suit looks okay. Looks fine. I don't like the helmet. I don't like the helmet. It looks a little blocky. Yeah. But then I feel like that's probably just previs. They'll probably touch it up later in post. There's two Flashes. There's two Flashes. I like Mr. Sunday's theory that this could actually be either reverse Flash or just evil Flash from that universe. Yeah. And he's wearing Batman's – he's wearing the Keaton outfit with yeah. just, you know, the spray-painted spray uh, logo on top. Which I wonder why because – No idea. It's a suit of rubber. Like. No idea. <laughs> they also, like – it reminded me. They could – like the, the – I think the Mr. Sunday video is probably, like, the best video to watch for, like, yeah, analysis great. for this. Because I didn't realize they could probably just adapt parts of the button as well, which is why they had that little photo of the Keaton suit with the splatter of blood. Mm-hmm. Just gets beaten to shit by a flash. Yeah. <laughs> by some like, sort of I, speedster. I, I think I, I think at least the trajectory of, like, what we see from this is, like, something's going to happen. Maybe, you know, uh, uh, Barry goes to Baffleck. You know, wanting to you know, fuck with the cosmic tra- treadmill or something, something in the, in that regard. Or just go back in time. Very, yeah. inter- very interesting. By the way, we still don't really know whether this is the continuity of Justice League or Zack Snyder's. I, and that's very important. I feel like, given the fact that Iris is in this movie, that like Kirsty Clemens is in this, I think they're probably just gonna just um, either lightly or very indirectly refer to Snyder Cut. I think since, they're gonna like, have to, especially if they bring back Batfleck. 
Well, I mean, Batfleck, obviously, but, like, I'm thinking, you know, they added a character. They brought back a character who initially wasn't even in the original film. Yeah. Technically original film. They also yeah. recast um, Henry Allen. What, no, didn't they bring him back? I was confused. I think they. I think it was, like, conflicting reports with that. Because what was it? That, this guy, Dr. Manhattan, mm-hmm. he was also filmed The Morning Show, and then they replaced him with Ron Livingston. But then I think they got him back. I don't know. I don't remember if that, I'm if I'm sure. mixing it up with him. If, if it's that, or if I'm mixing up with another casting switch. Well, like yeah. I was saying, it seems like the, the trajectory of this, maybe uh, Barry goes to Batfleck because he wants to save his mom or something, yeah. like, and that, or something ad- like that. They're adapting and Flashpoint, yeah, obviously. And it looks like, like he saves his mom, and the timeline's changed. Timeline changes, and for some reason, where Barry gets sent to a reality where there's a different Flash, and Michael Keane's Batman is around. And or it could just be another universe. I have I have no idea. Maybe like, like a maybe like a like like a mesh of universes, like an infinite. Oh, maybe. Oh, like, like an amalgam maybe, of shit. Like like yeah. the universes are just like folding into each other. That'd be interesting. So like this is technically eighty nine Batman, but <laughs> you know how fucking wild spruced. it would be if it's like Ezra Miller and then like Grant Gustin, and then the same shot. It's like one of the little like uh, Teen Titan Go <laughs> little <laughs> cartoons on the corner, yeah. like. Man, Yuri Lowenthal, like dude, Robin they could go costume. fucking crazy with it. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, that'd be nice. I, you know, as much, you know, obviously this is a Flash movie and like, you know, it's about the Flash. Obviously I'm here for Batman. Obviously. And like, this is more of a Batman movie than it yeah, is a Flash and movie like, at this moment. You know, at least in terms of marketing. <laughs> I think like maybe like Evil Flash or somebody f- beats the fuck out of uh, Batman 89 and was that his cowl or, did yes. he, or was that Batflex cowl? No, that was, I, that I was, was confused with, it, with, that, with one. I believe that was his cowl. Um, I think he's going to get fucked up and he's going to have like, you know, he's probably going to be out of commission, probably in a wheelchair kind of thing. Man, man, man. Oh, man. God, Batman. wouldn't you fucking love? Yeah, oh, Batman. <laughs> wouldn't you fucking love if they give him the exosuit from Kingdom Come at the end of this movie? That's what I'm thinking. But also, wouldn't it be cool if they just brought in Terry? At some point, I feel like they have Terry somewhere in this movie. Terry, as in uh, Terry McGinnis, yeah, like Batman Beyond. I mean, maybe eventually. The rumor is apparently, and this is coinciding with like the director's comments from Batgirl that they're saying like it's more of a cowl than like an actual like helmet mask, or something yeah. like that, and a mask. That yeah, you know, uh, Keaton's Batman's apparently gonna take pl- gonna be there, gonna be in this movie as like other rumors have suggested in, in recent months. Which, you know, whatever, I'll take or leave it, but, like... Which is weird also because J.K. Simmons is in this, in the background as well. Oh, that's right. So... No, yeah, no, it, I would hope it would be Ben Affleck. Are the universes, Affleck. like, folding into each other? I or? don't know, that's weird. I just don't want him to be, like, the Nick Fury thing like they reported on earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they're gonna bring Batman in the Batgirl movie, which, by the way, aside, like, aside from all that talk, they showed concept art and that looked cool. Um, it was literally just, it literally is just one piece of concept art that looked like it was from like in our Arkham DLC. games. Yeah, yeah. Um, they like, you know, I would assume Ben Affleck's probably in that, and I would hope that it's like if they're gonna bring Michael Keaton back for more stuff, just make a fucking Batman Beyond movie finally. Hmm. Just have just Terry show up somewhere. And like, I think Ben Affleck is gonna, Batfleck is gonna have a bigger part in this movie than we think because there are set photos of. His Batman in oh, yeah. this new like the Bat, Bat Pod, yeah, Bat motorcycle. Kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me a little bit of, like the White Knight design. Yeah, right. That there. That's a nice one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good Batmobile. Yeah, I mean, no, Bat, it's uh, it's cycle. interesting. So like maybe like Flash is like just fucking just folding into each other with universes and like just making its new story out of that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's exciting and like that last like little tease of the Batmobile. Oh my god, that's probably still the best Batmobile. Honestly, yeah. 
the the press release for this we're reading it off this dc press release here and it's so funny because it's like it says oh what version of the batmobile will he uncover it's like you're fucking idiots yeah. you know which so robert pattinson's in there screaming just imagine <laughs> 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 he's already so he's already so fucked up for like from the other universe he goes into this universe where there's just fucking what if they just folded him in and he's just having a fucking caveman panic attack uh what's yeah, the, what i'm thinking what what's the, what's the term for that yeah um there's a term for it. What? Future shock? Maybe. I think it's future shock. Word. Yeah, something like that. Where, like, people from the past just are so... They're overwhelmed by the shit that's in the present. Speaking of which, I saw that caveman uh, episode of SpongeBob last night while I was reading Berserk. Fucking great. SpongeGar, Patar. Oh, yeah, when they were Spongebob, back in Stone Age, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then they had the song at the end, When yeah. Worlds Collide. <laughs> when Worlds Collide. You, you can't, can't run, run. But you can't hide. <laughs> I love uh, that shit. I was watching um you know what show is like still kind of funny? <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah. Like um Remember the neuter scooter? The neuter scooter. <laughs> um there was this clip I saw that I guess was from like a mo- more modern episodes Poof is, Poof is in it. Oh yeah. And um it was like uh the baby who will never age. It, it's like uh I guess it was the plot line was there was like this perfect world that some fairy is creating whatever and then Cosmos is like uh you already have a perfect world. Why why would you bring a woman into it? Wanda's <laughs> <laughs> just staring at him like <laughs> That show was progressive as fuck, man. Cosmo got pregnant instead of Wanda. Right? Fucking Jordan von Strangle had that really toxic crazy relationship with Two Fairy. Was it Two Fairy or was it or was it somebody else? Wasn't Wanda they, cheating on Cosmo? Oh, yeah, with Wandissimo? Yeah. Do you think I'm sexy? <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, and then, yeah, Crocker got neutered in an episode. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Blue Beetle stuff? Yeah, Blue Beetle concept art. And then there was a poster for Gwendolyn Christie's Lucifer for Sandman on Netflix. It looks like Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Uh, then we got a trailer for Gotham Knights. It was which, just a story trailer for Quarter Owls. Yeah. Which, which Gotham Knights is very – It's this is the weird one to me because – I'm actually kind of more excited for this than – It's exciting. Don't get me wrong. For, uh, Suicide Squad. But it's like – it's it's taking up – it's filling up the shoes of like that old void that Rock City left with like the Arkham game style and just that style of game. And this seems to be like lightly taking from the Arkham universe in terms of continuity, but I I have a feeling since Arkham Origins isn't really considered to be in the same canon as the Arkham games, I think that might be in that universe where the Bat Family it's assembled. It's basically Nightwing, Robin, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon. Well, sorry, Batgirl, Batgirl, and, and Jason uh, Todd, and yeah, Red, uh, Red Hood. And um, Batman's dead. Uh, villains are running amok. Jim Gordon's and dead too. Jim Gordon's dead, and it's about them just fucking, I guess, fighting the the Court of Owls. I guess now since Batman's gone, the court can finally like come out and like start wrecking havoc. And yeah, um, like I said before, it's the same kind of same style of game as like the Arkham games. As it you know, it looks like we got some gameplay uh, a few months ago of like Batgirl doing shit and like. Game looks fun, and like there's the co-op aspect to it where you kind of could just play uh, the different characters, um, similar to like Suicide Squad. Um, uh, yeah, again, like we have more of a grasp on this game than the other one because this is more familiar to what we had before. And you know, I think it's gonna be good. I didn't love Arkham Origins, but you know, enough time has passed, and I think they've have enough like of a, an idea and a vision to you know make it good. 
I like what I was able to play for Markham Origins. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, combat wise it was a pretty good game and it had one it of was my very favorite funky. It had one of my favorite Joker moments ever. It has I mean it has like the some of the best boss fights in the Arkham series. Oh, true. But like, I'm talking about when they're playing Clockwork Orange music. Oh yeah, good when stuff. When he's fighting in the asylum, it's fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I'm just scrolling down here. I mean, Harley Quinn season 3 is going to come out next year. Uh, they shared a sneak peek from that. No footage from Batman Cape Crusader, but that's coming out 2022. Got a lot of info, though. We yeah, they're, they're saying it's essentially Bruce Tim not held back, yeah. which would be interesting. Because this show is supposed to come out in Cartoon Network, and Do they mean Cartoon the case, Network as in Cartoon Network or, like, Saturday Night Cartoon Network, where I, it's basically Toonami? That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I hope this is, like, a Toonami show. That'd like, be cool. something on Adult Swim, you know? Yeah. Like, um, they, they, they compared it to, uh, not Lost Days, but uh, that, that short... That he yeah. did for the 75th anniversary yeah. or something like that. The black and white short. They also kind of confirmed that, like, this is very much a spiritual successor to the animated series. Yeah. So it's going to be the similar style and similar, um, similar style and similar, like, just approach, you know, noir, very noir heavy. And, uh, I guess, you know, it's Batman kind of just filling in those shoes and, like, meeting new in- villains. I'm I'm most excited to see how they approach the new style for these villains, I, especially if they end up doing Joker. I, I What and I think is, like, I'm, I'm really hoping this to be more of a pulpy type of story, but, like, what they wanted to do would be Beware the Batman. You yeah. Know, but without all the controversy, yeah. I feel. You know, like, because Beware the Batman really sounds a lot like this. Yeah. It was initially supposed to be a lot I want like to this, rewatch and then Beware it got the changed Batman. up to shit. I want to rewatch Beware the Batman because I didn't love it growing up, but I saw why it was good. It was underrated. Yeah, I think it it's was. even more severely Genuine. underrated than, like, The Batman yeah. when that came out. Ooh, yeah. The Batman was good. That was great. Also, one of the best animated movies with his Dracula movie. Batman versus Dracula. Yeah. That was... The Batman is probably one of my favorite interpretations of... Batman, even more so than the animated series. It's my because... favorite favorite interpretation of Joker too. Oh dread. yeah, dude, fuck yeah, Psycho oh, no, Joker I'm, with I'm, the dreads. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's so funny. It's so <laughs> no, I love it. He's a great Joker. He was a good Joker. He's literally just jumping around like a fucking monkey, just like, yeah. like, like he has no socks and like it's just <laughs> it's fucking green ass toes. Like uh, ew, no, it's great funny. stuff. Fuck yeah, the Batman. Yeah, like I said, I love the Batman. That's and that's also the Batman. This was kind of how I imagine Robert Pattinson's the Batman kind of to be like, very similar. That young fucking, you know, Batman who's oh, yeah. pretty angry and, like, more stealth-based, kind of like a horror figure. Also, really good theme song. Amazing like, theme the song. Batman. Both, both songs were pretty good. The first one was the best. What was the first one? The first one was... Um, it didn't end with the Batman. No, it did, but it didn't have the lyrics. It was oh. just the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot that. God. Yeah, no, that is a better one. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm... We're gonna play it now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're gonna go. <laughs> no, you want to work out tonight? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, we were right before we started recording. We were talking about like, like workout things. You were telling me like, just in terms of like, um, getting hyped up right before you go to the gym. Just playing nar- old Naruto clips. Oh, or, like when yeah. Sasuke first like gets his Renegon. I can see. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. So one of the best moments in anime, I will fight anybody. This is probably one of the best, definitely one of the best moments in Naruto, probably top two is it's um, Sasuke versus Orochimaru in the Forest of Tears, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the Forest of Death or something. Forest like that. of Death during like the one of like the first few arcs of Naruto and Sasuke awakens his Sharingan and uh, Sharingan or I always said Shining oh, Gun. Gro- gun. Yeah, it's Shining Gun, but I've always said Shining Gun like growing up because I think that's just how I heard it, like you know, with the Japanese uh, sub. Um, 
dude, like when he is just screaming out, Yuri Lowenthal, one of the best voice actors of our generation. Yes. I can see. I can oh. see. Oh my god! Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Cause like, fuck, you're just looking in the mirror. And you just want to punch yourself. Like it's, yeah, but it's, it's like crazy. it's those are like pure workout. That's pure workout adrenaline. Oh, Naruto yeah. clips for me specifically. Naruto OSTs like Naruto openings. Yeah, and then like wrestling uh, themes. Man, like, <laughs> man, like, those were like times like you know people make fun of anime dubs all the time. Those are one of those cases where I feel like, especially Sasuke. Sasuke's dub is way better than the sub, I feel. Oh, yeah. I think, like, the, Yuri the, the Naruto dub was always good. It was great. I always liked it. Yeah. I just hate people who are always like, oh, dubs are always shit. It's like, no, just no. fucking, I'm glad that you could, I'm glad that you read I just while think you watch you put, the show, but, like, dubs are good, you know? I, I just think Even the you shitty put Yuri Lowenthal in anything, he just makes it better. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's see. There's not that much from Shazam Fury of the Gods. New costume updates. Yeah, know. new costume updates. Who's Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are just fucking oh, yeah. around. It's funny. That's just funny to me. This I like, like the fact that they're just like fucking around there. This is just like a Greek god. Like, this is just a Greek mythology movie, basically. I, I like that this feels like a smaller scale type of film. Because, like, they could have easily just shoved in Dwayne Johnson into this one. I think they, I think that's always going to be Sandberg's approach. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, eventually when Black Adam and Shazam do meet, I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't if they don't bring back Sandberg. Yeah, but it makes me appreciate, like, just their long haul with yeah. that. You know, just telling more smaller scale stories that doesn't necessarily have to have, like, oh, we got to call the Justice League. Yeah. Unless they do do that. And, you know, I just look like an idiot. <laughs> but then, fandom obviously had to end with, some talk about the Batman coming out March 4th of next year. We got a new trailer. Before that, we had, like, two new posters, which are pretty cool. The Pattinson one, I think I like more than the Riddler one. Even though the Riddler good. one's pretty They're cool. They're both good. But, uh... I was kind of hoping they do, like, the long Halloween thing where it's, like, they're heavily in shadowed and, and, like, the light on them is just different colors for everybody. Hmm. So, like, Batman would have red, Selina, purple, Riddler, Like, green. green. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I like the red and black aesthetic they've had for like no, most yeah, of it's this cool. movie anyway, which is cool. Um, yeah, so good trailer, great it's a trailer. Good trailer. I think it's yeah, I think it's a great trailer. I think um, in terms of just getting across like the tone and the approach and the attitude towards like this Batman and how this this trailer does a good job at differentiating like this version of the Batman from what we had previously, you know, and like I think I. Me and Raul were gushing about this last night because we watched No Time to Die last night, and um, we were just gushing about the trailer. We were gushing about the trailer more than the movie. Fuck, was that and last night? Was that last? Oh night? no, it was the other day. It, was, it, it did was feel it? like last night. It felt like last. I night, had a, right? I had a late shift last night, so yeah, yeah. Was, that, that's why oh. I was confused. But. Yeah, um, fucking, it's just like this is just like such a interesting way to redo Batman, and like it still feels original. This is what? How many Batman movies have we had? Uh, 89 uh, look if you want to count 66 forever, Batman and Robin um, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Trilogy, Trilogy 7 we've had 7 solo Batman movies actually no 8 counting eight solo, 66 8 solo Batman movies you, if you want to go with Phantasm which is a theatrically released film that's 9 so this is the 10th solo Batman film that we've had See. and and somehow oh no 11th why Lego Batman yeah sure yeah. why not yeah, I like Lego Batman. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it counts. It does it count. It does count. Um, yeah, this is just like, it's it's crazy that like we're in 2020, 2021 and we're still getting new ways to do this character. At least 
at least visually, theatrically, you know? I, I think it's good because <laughs> yeah. I just don't want the same shit put in again. Yeah. And which like, is like... One, look, one could argue that it is the same shit again. It's another Batman movie. True. But, like, you also have to consider, like, what's different and what makes, like, this interpretation valid is the approach and, like, what themes, like, Reeves is putting in. Like, how is he exploring the character of Bruce Wayne? Because, to me, at least... This seems like the first character study we're going to get of Batman, you know, in a big way. Because, you know, you could argue maybe Batman Begins in many ways was like that. But, like, Batman Begins was more just, like, a plot-driven, reactionary character of Bruce Wayne where it, it seems like... It, was, it had to be more of a reintroduction into the mythos again because it's like, of how bad, like, Batman and Robin left in everyone's mouth. I guess uh, what I... a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I guess why... I, also, the reason why, you know, you kind of have to compare it to the Nolan films because it is very similar in style. I like the approach of having this Batman be more of an active character seeking out crime and violence and, and like, all that. Thematically, where, where, too. Like, comparing, the, it to, comparing it to the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. where he was more of just a reactionary character, kind of just, like, protecting, protecting the city to what comes to them instead of this guy who's just seeking out, like, that. That pains. <laughs> yeah, but also not, Do it, like. not thematically, but on a visual level, it just looks more grim and more like a horror film. Yeah, than the it, other yeah. Batman it, this looks like this looks like Zodiac. This looks like Seven. It looks yeah. like something Denivo New would make. You know? Yeah, like, it's good stuff. And like, which honestly, had it not been Matt Reeves, which on I I was always gonna root for Matt Reeves. I either way. Um, Denny would fucking knock this out of the park too if he wanted 100%. to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said before that like, yeah, superhero movies are my thing, but man, Batman, Batman's based. Yeah, like, everyone, everyone wants to do Batman. Of course, of course, right? Yeah, everyone right? wants to do it. Yeah. But you know, I'm so fucking excited for Matt Reeves' world here. I like. I'm really excited for Paul Dano as Riddler. Oh I, yeah, that's, that's probably the guy I'm most excited to see. Out of this cast, he's one. He's definitely the more interesting one because we don't know much about him. And, and you like, also don't see his face for some reason in this yeah. trailer. Now, I guess my theory for that would be, I kind of think in the beginning of the Film movie. Film theory. I think, <laughs> I kind of think at the beginning of the movie, or at least like at the end of the first act. He like, gets caught already. He gets caught, and like that could be part, you know, villain getting caught. That's a pretty like typical plan. I, but like in this sense, like this seems like the smartest way to do what he needs to do without Batman actually getting to him because this is the kind of Batman that will literally try to fucking force his way through a building to, like, try to get, get to him. No, you know? and, he, like, Robert Pattinson looks more psychotic than usual. In this oh, song. my God. It, like, it's really fun. I don't and care so what fucking, happens to me. Yeah, so edgy. <laughs> so so mopey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, fucking get out in the sunlight, bitch. Like, <laughs> I, but I, I love it. Man, it's so I, good. I also, we've never seen that before, too, because, like, this is the first time, I guess, we're going to get a Batman movie where Bruce Wayne isn't in the picture, really. Like, he is Batman. Like, you can argue Bruce never existed and Batman was always there. Which, well, that's who what knows? I argue I, with the character. I, I don't really know if that's going to be the case. We have to see the movie, obviously. But it, it looks like that. It, it seems looks like to me... The, um, like, that's what they're going with with this movie. It seems to me, like, this version of Bruce Wayne and, like, from, like, the interviews that I was, like, watching, because I watched both the Chinese one and the, and the regular one... Um, Matt Reeves kind of took this approach of kind of like the loner rock star Bruce Wayne who just like he's just secluded in the decaying Wayne Manor, you know, not really paying attention to like his responsibilities as a member of the Wayne family and kind of just like, you know, doing his own thing, being a, literally a fucking Gotham in the, in the sewers and the, the trains of like the, the train system of Gotham. Yeah. And like I that's so cool. And like 
you re- it really sets the tone when Batman considers the bat signal a warning more than just like a call for help. Well, I mean, it kind of always was a warning not, too no, for criminals. Not at all. No, 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 no. Well, like maybe that. I'm sure that's sorry. I'm sure that's been written in that way before. But like typically, like the character the. The bat signal was always supposed to be. You, you put a it on for when someone needs help. For when the commission needs to talk to him, and for just the symbol of justice in the sky to know that there is somebody out there protecting people. I guess. And that's not the case. And that's not the case here. That signal's out there to let the criminals know, hey, you might die it's tonight. It's <laughs> literally, like it's literally telling the criminals, hey, even if you're not doing anything, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Like, 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 no matter what, like you could. You can be I really do your fucking dog, and I will literally kill your dog in I, front of you. I, like, I really do think this is the type of Batman that will just enter someone's house and beat the shit out of them in front right. of their children. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I really do think he's that fucking intense. No, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think there are going to be moments in this film where he's about to kill or he's about to, like, do something very, like, horrific. Like, there's a scene in this trailer where Batman's beating the fuck out of somebody again, like, screaming, and then Selena's behind him, like, oh, my God, dude, like, chill. Like, he probably <laughs> finds it so hot. Huh? She probably finds it so hot. Oh no, I think this she is weird edgy. No, no, no. Ass I kids. think she's horrified. I think she's like, like, like. I think it's just one of those cases where like the entire movie she finds him really attractive, but this is the moment where it's like, oh my god, you're really toxic. Like, I, I, I need you to chill. Maybe go to therapy or no, something. No, I, like, I see it as like they end up just becoming the couple, the the two people from Funny Games, and they're just like oh fucking god. wild, Jesus. sadistic pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is actually very interesting because like you know like now they say sadist. Yeah. We were talking about um the other day how like. I don't think I. I don't think I don't want oh, Riddler, Riddler to, to be, be more of a crazier person than I don't Batman. want him. To, yeah, I don't want him to be just an absolute psycho sadist murderer that just does what he does, you know, because he likes the thrill of killing. Because it does seem like the approach of this is, you know, kind of Riddler's attacking the corruption and the elitism of Gotham. My my hope with it is, and that's and that, and that's connected to Bruce's past, the Wayne yeah, family. My my hope is that like. It's a little bit of some sadistic shit. Like he's a, he's like he has a bit. Uh, yeah, he's obviously like, he's insane. He has a couple yeah. of like Buffalo Bill tendencies, sure. but he's mostly speaking the truth. Like yeah, because I feel like this movie is hiding like a secret villain that isn't him or Penguin. Could be Court of Owls. Could I'm be hoping it's Court of Owls. That would be cool. Because like if we're gonna do fucking Harvey Dent again, which is the rumor that's been going on forever, like John David Washington would be great. Just great saying. choice, yes. But like that's just Long Halloween again, which is essentially you know Dark like Knight. Dark Knight and. Yeah. I don't, I personally, I wouldn't want that. I would want something else. I would want this fuck, like, what's more interesting? Like, yes, the fall of this politician is one thing. Of, of like, a good-natured politician is an interesting story. But it's already something we've gotten before. What if we got, at least for the movies, at least, you know, this fucking underground society that's been basically controlling this entire city for the longest of times. I mean. And has more power than, you know, the actual protector of the city. We haven't had any rumors. We haven't had any there's been speculation, but there hasn't been anything concrete to really let us know that that might be an idea that Matt Reeves is toying with. The only real thing is like the owl in like the Halloween card that, you know, you see in the first trailer. I didn't That's realize the, that. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. That was the yeah. only real thing that, 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 you know, you could stick towards that. But like the way this world is kind of setting up with Bruce Wayne kind of being like in the, in the abandoned railroads of, uh, of Gotham, you know, what if, like, you know, one day Bruce Wayne decides to just let me walk a little past where I know and, like, just, just. What, what crazy if the shit. movie? What if the movie just ends with him on his desk, just like typing some shit, and then he notices a mask right next to him, like this porcelain owl mask, and then he, the movie just ends with him having a panic attack. 
Like, like that, and that's the thing I was kind of saying about like the whole sadistic nature of like Riddler. I like the approach Riddler actually being the sound mind of body of this movie and Batman just being the complete unhinged one. And man, wouldn't it be a crazy fucking twist if it turns out that Batman's whole, uh, I guess, crusade against crime is actually manipulated, manufactured and like twisted in a way to, you know, make him a weapon as like Talon for the Court of Owls. That would be a cool twist. I would like that. But I guess what makes me not want to not want that is I like the approach of like, I like the approach that this isn't really coming from, you know, that he's not being manipulated, that this is come like the rage that Batman has and just like the unreasonable nature of his like ways of doing this shit. Like that comes from the heart. And like, that just comes from nothing more than just his, his conviction of just like ridding Gotham of the crime and corruption. I, I, I'm so fucking, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is make the serial killer, the good guy, make Batman the sadist. Yeah. No, but like, oh man, I'm so excited for this movie, dude! I can't wait. No, it's gonna I, be so look, good. Look, the the only thing I'll say about it, I just hope it's good. You know? Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Oh yeah, that too, and, and fucking racist Italian. And Colin oh, dude, I, <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I was right about that. I was so happy. It's literally fucking like Soprano, um, a uh, Cabo Soprano. You know that it's 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 Cabo Pro Soprano mixed with the prosthetics of like a Dick Tracy villain. Like he looks kind of silly. With all yeah. that fat makeup. And I love it. It's really good. But yeah. Thank God this is coming out. Dude, it, it's so sad that this would have actually been out by now. Like, it, the movie would have been out, like, a, like a week ago. October <laughs> is the perfect date for a Batman movie. I know. And, like, you know, obviously, considering the pandemic and everything, March is fine. Like Yeah, I mean, uh, we're getting it. We're going to be there. Like, yeah. day, we're like day one, day day zero, actually, Thursday or Wednesday. What, Tuesday. Whenever I can find a fucking screening, I'm there. Yeah. And, like... This like this trailer just made me more excited for a thing that I'm I was already sold on. Yeah, you know, like, and like another thing we talked about the other day, like obviously we both love the fact that it's Matt Reeves doing this, but what makes me like I guess love this more is the fact that Robert Pattinson's on this. And oh yeah, and I just feel like Robert Pattinson's the kind of actor that only really does what he wants to do, and he only really would have done this if there's. There's something that's going to happen in this movie that I feel like is going to be very controversial and we're going to get an entire Last Jedi effect. Batman Inso. Maybe. That's (laughs) that's definitely what it's going to (laughs) be. But like something's going to happen with the character of Batman. There's going to be some kind of remix that's going to we're going to I already see the articles. This one scene changes Batman for the rest of, you know, or changes Batman forever or something like that. We're going to get something like that. I feel it. And like. I don't think it's going to go like the Disney route where like, oh, you know, we'll just put all these Matt Reeves projects on hold. I don't think it's going to be that. I think WB is like sold on Matt Reeves and his his take, which, by the way, there was a screening of the Batman, you know, kind of like a like a rough cut. Yeah. And up, up there was, there were test, well. Yeah, there were test screenings for it and almost you know, three hour noir detective story. Yeah, which could be very different from what we actually get. Yeah, of by course. the end of by, by March. Um, either way, fucking cool. No, yeah. Like, really hope this movie is good. I do hope it's controversial, but like not controversial enough that it doesn't guarantee a sequel. You, you know, I want it. 
I want it like, or at least I think there's something. I, I don't want have to have had a deal. Struck. I don't want it. They have killing joke. A deal. I don't want this. killing joke animated series controversial. You know? Oh yeah. I don't want nothing like nothing like that that just breaks the foundation of the character. Although but... I can easily see a very graphic sex scene between him and like Selena or something. They're gonna fuck on the hood of the Batmobile. Yeah. In the in grimy ass crime alley with a fucking like homeless man watching them. Yeah. No. And like he broke the homeless man's leg just so they could watch it. No. No. He, he could watch like. The homeless man oh, watches sure. them. Yeah, he he yes. fucking makes a cuckold out of them, and yeah. like once it's gonna be like the Watchmen sex scene, where like as soon as they uh, finish, the fucking hood is just no, the 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 engine's gonna spurt the blue, like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. little blue light of cum or whatever. I got you! <laughs> I got you! I got you! <laughs> God, I love that. He's you know what? I'm more excited for that show if that's actually gonna be the case. If they're making if they a make that show. penguin show, man, yeah. I'm on. I literally. I would only be sold if it's Colin Farrell. Yeah. If it's Colin Fer- if it's not Colin Farrell, just another young actor. I don't give a fuck. What flying. if it's the Gabagool? <laughs> Have you seen that on Twitter? <laughs> the Gabagool. The Gabagool. Um, pussy. Yeah, it's pussy. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, that. Is pretty funny. Pussy from the Sopranos. It's so stupid though. It's yeah. funny. And you know that's really it. Yeah. There's also a Smallville animated series apparently in the works, but they I guess really... we should have put that earlier. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. That's it for that. Yeah. Fandom but- was okay though. We're obviously we were obviously more excited for the Batman. The Batman is the thing. Yeah, there. I mean, a lot of people are, you yeah. know, us included. It, it was like sense. what, like sixty-six million views or something like that. Uh, it broke a million within like the first tw- thirty minutes of that yeah, trailer yeah. being posted. Yeah. Oh, also fucking. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> so, so what are we doing? God, I love. I can't wait. I'm so excited. You know what else I can't wait for? What's up? There's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three coming out. There's a certain Will Porter. Poulter? Poultry? Poultry, yeah. Well, the that eyebrow guy, dude. That guy. The eyebrow dude. The eyebrow dude from Meet the Millers. We're the Millers. <laughs> is going to play Adam Warlock in this movie. Amazing. Yeah, no, good it's stuff. a pretty good one. Yeah, it's no, I like, like, if you don't know who Will Poulter is. Great actor. Amazing actor. He was so good in The Revenant. Detroit as well. He's oh, yeah. He was, in, oh, I, I didn't know he was in Underground Railroad. He, yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard good things about it. I mean, uh, not Hereditary, Midsommar. He's yeah. also in that movie, He too. was amazing in Midsommar. <laughs> he was really good. No, yeah, this is a great choice. I mean, like... He l- kind of looks like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. No, kinda yeah. Looks like um, Adam I kept. I h- kind of hope that... I hope they paint him gold. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have to. I mean, that's exactly what the whole post credit scene for 2 kind of set yeah. up. Because the gold people were making him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, like, has to be gold. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Because, okay. I just, I just want you guys to know, by the way, Adam Warlock is OP. Oh, yeah, no, he's one of the strongest like, fucking cosmic Like, characters. broken OP, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do to nerf him, because when he shows up, he has one of the stones in his fucking forehead. They can't do that anymore. I wonder how big of, like, an inclusion he's gonna be to, like, this next phase. Like, with, like, now everything happening with, like, Secret Wars. I'm curious to see what they'll do. I don't know. If, that, if like, what's going on is, is actually Secret Wars. Yeah, I'm... Is my... he kind of a, isn't he kind of a villain? Well, he has a villain counterpart. He has, mm. like, a twin, an evil twin. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm – what I really hope, and it's just to piss off people who didn't like two, is that they just make it a small, intimate type of story with him. It's, it's you probably going to – well, I don't know, actually. Where, like, he's not a character that actually connects to a lot of things. I think we're past the small stories in the MCU now. I know, but I, I want I think that. That's, I think that's strictly for Disney+. Plus. But it's just that, that fucking tri- – like – this potential trilogy of films could stick to that, and I want it to stick to that mm. because it is James Gunn, and because I do like the small scaleness. Surprisingly, of the like, this, like the isolation of you know the Guardians from the rest of the MCU. 
you know, which is why I'm kind of happy. I, I at first, you know, I've changed my mind about it. I'm kind of happy that they. It looks like they're not bringing Chris Hemsworth back for this one. They're kind of just doing that whole Ask Guardians of the Galaxy stuff for Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. So where would he know, be then? I he'll just he'll just be an Earth or something, or like he'll actually be King Thor. I don't know. Oh no, wait, he is already King Thor, isn't he? Technically. No, well, remember he like remember at the end of Endgame he gave the royal oh he gave the Valkyrie yeah. yeah yeah, and like he's literally like part of the Guardians now. Yeah, I honestly I could just see him chilling out in that's in, what I'm saying like Scotland I, or whatever the I, fuck they're at. Actually, no, no, no. I I, I would kind of prefer the like Thor be in this movie, but like not the main character. Oh well, yeah, like, definitely not the main character. I'd prefer but, like, him like I'd prefer him if he's just supporting and let like you know just have him work off everyone else like kind of like how the Hulk was, you know, for Ragnarok. Yeah. Which you know that's because he already has his own fucking movie. You know he doesn't yeah. need to. He doesn't need need to like lead this. But uh, we also got uh, some news about uh, Disney's being is basically delaying most of the slate. I think it's going from next year. It's going to be from like three movies instead of four, like Name they them. were initially going to do. Name them. So Doctor Strange is the first one coming out in twenty twenty two. It's moving from March to May sixth of twenty twenty two, followed by Lo- Thor: Love and Thunder. Which initially was supposed to be on that date of May 6th. It's now on July 8th. Everything got shifted from the previous day. Yeah. So, Doctor Strange in May, two months later, Thor Love and Thunder. Wakanda, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to come out. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Uh, November 11th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh, they moved Indy 5 to 2023. That's not MCU, but, you know, they, that's what this Variety article is putting out here. Let's see. The Marvels. These are is, Disney movies, not just MCU movies. Just yeah, Disney they they moved other Disney movies as well. The Marvels, Captain Marvel two, the other basically, uh, initially supposed to be November eleventh. Now February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania is gonna be from, is gonna move from uh, February seventeenth to, yeah, uh, to July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Which just makes me more confused about how the fuck they're going to tie this the whole Kang stuff with Loki if season two comes out before this. I'm so curious to see what the fuck they're going to do with that. Then uh, three other Mar- two Marvel movies uh, in 2023. Initially, it were slated for 2023 were removed from the schedule. And then there's an untitled Marvel movie that is going to be coming out in November 3rd of 2023. Mm, that's kind of it. Yeah. So, yeah, what is it? So next year, essentially, right after Far From Home, No Way Home, No Way Home, it's Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Yeah. (laughs) That's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, like... Doctor Strange being the big summer hit movie makes a lot more sense given what is seen, (laughs) what is probably going to happen, and what might actually is real that's out there. (laughs) Trust me, you have no... Like, if the shit that I'm reading is true, I'm either going to be really pissed or just really, really confused. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. You know what else is interesting? Robert Oppenheimer. (laughs) Open. (laughs) Cillian Murphy is confirmed star. Arguably the bringer of death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Arguably. Pretty big deal. Uh, Death. Yeah. If he was like a wrestler, that would be like his t-shirt. I am death. Yeah, <laughs> he would have like he would wear it in promos and shit. But uh, hey, Nolan's next movie, the Robert Oppenheimer uh, biopic, 
with Universal. It's going to come out July 2023 with Cillian Murphy confirmed a star. Is Finally. it Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy? I, I've always I've always heard the two. I mix it up mm. from time to time. It's like Neil Gaiman or Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Finally, a Nolan movie that actually stars Cillian Murphy. And it's and like it seems like this is an actual drama. Oh yeah, I hope. A, yeah, <laughs> I hope. like right. It's just like it, he actually yeah, instead of making he's a like nook, a superhero. He, <laughs> instead of making the nuke, he makes time travel and like or something. Oh god, I hope not. I really hope. No, not. like this is a. I think I'm very excited for this because this seems like the change of pace Nolan's career really needed. Like you know, because we've always seen Nolan. He's the big blockbuster director. He's making fucking third eye opening films and you know like just like they're fun movies but like i really want to see nolan held back and like just portraying you know how he can portray a story like this and not only cillian murphy but emily blunt is also in in talks to join so yeah they also announced some other people who are coming back for this so hoyt van hoytema is gonna shoot it it's gonna be dp for this. oh yeah amazing that's gonna be nice amazing yeah um it's gonna look beautiful. It's gonna be shot entirely in IMAX, which is not a big surprise. Entirely really. in IMAX. Yeah, look, Fuck it says yeah. here no, it's that's gonna great. be. It's a combination of IMAX 65 millimeter and then 65 millimeter large format film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mostly IMAX. Mm. Yeah, it's Nolan. Let's see. This is what this is what the fucking deadline article says here. The IMAX shot epic thriller thrust audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of the enigmatic man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. I don't know why, but like saying epic thriller and Robert Oppenheimer just feels weird. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's a weird fucking like thing to say. <laughs> for it's like the man who is technically responsible for literally destroying a lot of Japan. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is going to be thriller. I really, <laughs> man, I, I want to see how this is. I, this is so interesting to me because like, I just, I, this what if he's very, like Neo? This is a very touchy subject. What if he's like Neo? Huh? Like he's, oh my god! <laughs> oh my fucking god, bro! <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very touchy subject, oh, and yeah. like you know, I trust Nolan in making a story like this because I feel like he he's both pretty fearless in what he does, and like you know, I think he 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 could have a very interesting perspective and like take on this. I also and, think. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it's about. Yeah. I, I, I also think it's just going to be interesting if it is just a straightforward drama, which I hope it is, to see like Nolan after such a long period of time just remove all the weird, you know, genre elements from his other work. And exactly. Just go back to just being just like I, I wonder what kind of challenge that will bring Nolan, and what kind of exciting things will come out for him to do a movie that's just a straightforward drama. And I, and I want yeah exactly, and I wonder how he's going to like really put a stamp on this as like. His work, you get me. I I will say with, this though, oh, like sorry. with taking those genre elements out, like how yeah. is he gonna make this a Nolan project without a lot of those aspects? I will say this though, it's gonna be really hard to top a nuke drop scene when David Lynch already kind of perfected it. Different context, different yeah, points, but different. You know, it's very different. I'm yeah. it, very different, but it's a high bar. You know it's that camera is to gonna be strapped on the nuke. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah oh god yeah. I already imagine it, and then like fucking Mark Rylance is gonna be narrating or something yeah yeah it's gonna be hard to top Lynch it's gonna be hard to top that scene this is gonna be a good movie I think 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. Let's yeah. uh, the exact date here is. And this uh, is really, I think this is really like Nolan's final fucking thrust into like an Oscar, like. Oh, the most serious he'll ever be. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, turn into motion. Well, no, no, Dunkirk is pretty fucking. Oh yeah, no, Dunkirk's probably the closest actually in terms of his recent work. Yeah, not, not like Tenet. Like yeah. before that, like was it was like Inception. Wasn't Inception in the Best Picture? Not wasn't it a so. Best Picture nominee? I think so. Well, that makes sense. I, I, I could I could fuck with that. Inception not being more best so picture. than Tenet. Inception being Best Picture would have completely changed our timeline in terms of like where the film industry would have gone. Film school would have been a completely horrible beast. <laughs> it already is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, more it than it already is. is. But uh, Oppenheimer will open on July twenty first, twenty twenty three. Epic, <laughs> epic thriller. Oh, God, that's weird. That's so fucking weird. Why? Just say drama. Just, just say drama. What's so fun? That's so creepy. That's so fucking uh. Millions, literally. Yes, dude. That's that's entertainment. Jesus. Like, that's fucking creepy. Christopher Nolan should make a Hunter Hunter movie. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of thrills. Mel, Mel now, this Gibson. is thrilling. This is thrilling. Mel Gibson is going to... his dog to get into the <laughs> new John Wick spinoff, The Continental. Yep. Mel Gibson Mel Gibson is going to star in the in the John Wick series. Actually, literally the the only piece of content from this show that actually makes, makes me... Makes you want to watch the it. The only piece of news from this show that actually makes me want to watch it. Yeah. The best part about the John Wick movies isn't the world it created, is the people in the world it created. I know. I kind of disagree. Right? I think it's a little bit of both for me. No, no. The, no I really love the world no, building in this 100%, series. 100%. But what sells it is the characters in that world. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, John Wick wouldn't work as well if Keanu Reeves wasn't John Wick, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like... It wouldn't. John Wick Two wouldn't work as well if Lawrence Fishburne wasn't the one casted in that care as that character, or, or you know, Mel, in this case, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's who else? Other big names in this movie, like in this franchise, like fucking him. Uh, I mean, Reeves, Fishburne. Um, who's the guy? Who, uh, Willem Dafoe's in the first one. I forget That's about right, that. Yeah. Uh, the Geico guy. Yeah. The audio insurance guy who um, gets himself heard in all the commercials. This fucking guy. We all love him from American Gods. I always forget his name. Oh, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, it's the the lead in this show is supposed to be a young uh, version of Ian McShane's character. That's cool. So, uh, what's his name? Winston Scott. And Gibson's going to be playing I just, a guy named I don't know. Cormac. I just don't imagine. I, don't, I never really imagined Ian McShane's character as, like, you know, like, an action type of dude he always just seemed like the man behind the desk and like his whole thing was probably like financial more than well you ever seen deadwood yeah no i mean there were some scenes where like i could kind of see that no like, not the him the, the character oh the character the character oh my bad yeah yeah I, the I, I, character I got mixed up like there. his character seems more like just like dude behind the desk just monetarily you know he just has that power instead of like crazy action star yeah you know then, uh, who but else? whatever, Mel Gibson being this is just awesome. Oh, yeah, no, it's fucking just great. screaming on the radio. Oh, no, like you, a big boss character. I can imagine, like, God, that movie that that show is gonna get spicy. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not in the pro- hopefully, hopefully in good ways, not in the bad. No, ways. I hope in bad ways. Well, no, I hope not. That'd be more interesting. <laughs> that definitely would. Like, <laughs> when you're like, right there, <laughs> when you put it like that, uh, I don't know, it's just fucking crazy now, like. Hey, Mel Gibson's not racist anymore. Still kind of weird to get kind of to, to still kind of get over that. Are you canceling him now? No, no. I mean, he already was canceled yeah. before. I'm pretty sure he's still racist. He just isn't like or anti-Semitic. He just isn't really so, you know, 
public about it, I feel. But, you know, it's been weird seeing, like... It's weird and interesting seeing the resurgence he's had in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, I, I do... I will admit, I do like Hacksaw Ridge. I think it's a good movie. I, I think I overhyped it too much when I saw it. But, yeah. like, it's still a decent movie. It's a recency bias. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was some other stuff that he was in that I He was supposed to, like... Dragged Across a- Concrete is a fucking great movie Amazing movie. It's a really good movie with him. And, like, really, like... Is his like that? Oh, really, it's is a lot like, him. It's a that, lot like, of that. Him really, that is one. a role just made for him. Yeah, no, well, in very similar ways. In big ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some other stuff too. I mean, I can't remember at the moment. He, wasn't he supposed to direct like? Uh, he was supposed to direct Suicide Squad. <laughs> he was that. That was definitely an option. Yeah. What a different movie that would have been. God, that would have been a dangerous movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Apparently, not his first foray into TV. He was in a show in Australia called The Sullivans from 1976 to 1983. I mean, that's, cool. that's a completely different Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> or was it? <laughs> but that's it. Young for news. Mel Gibson is literally Superman. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, he 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 was one of the hottest men in fucking history. Like that, that's a man that could literally look, that literally looks like he can beat up most people. Oh, okay, even uh, that's now what you were trying to say. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, both aspects. Like he's just beautiful, and like he looks just like a fucking like yeah tree log. You know, like man, so yeah. funny, so funny. It's, it's it's funny, but like at the same time, like I I do want to see what the show is now <laughs> that he's yeah. in it. It's so weird. Um, well, yeah, that's it for news. How was your week? Fine. Oh, okay. What about yours? Apparently, uh, so all right. Talk to me about Diablo two because apparently that's still being a whole crock of shit to get into. I've been playing Diablo two. It's still very fun. I'm really enjoying it, and it's only fun because it's the same game that it was back in the back in the nineties or the eighties when it came out. Like I think it was like two thousand actually. Two thousand? Oh, late nineties. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it was like late nineties. Yeah. Um, basically the same exact game. That's what makes it fun. What it's what's really frustrating is obviously just you know, blizzards just um, their uh, what's the what's the what's the best term uh, their maintenance on the game because it's a very buggy game. Um, uh, there's been authentication server issues where um, people can't seem to get into their accounts. Like you know that's happened to you already after that, even yeah, after that, your character that's been happening to died. me. For, that's been happening to me for the last few days where, like, it just fails to authenticate your account so you can play the game. And you can only... Well, you can play the game online and offline, but all my good characters are online, so, like, you know. and um, You can't even get online, can you? Um, so, their way to fix that, they released a patch, and basically they have queues now. So, every morning, if I... Because I usually play Diablo in the mornings. Uh-huh. Every morning, I usually have to wait in a queue that is usually full up to, like, 180 people, more... To just log in to play the game. That's fucking awful. Yeah. What? Jesus Christ. And it gives you, like, a timer? No. It just tells you how many people are in the queue, and it refreshes, like, every 10 minutes. Oh, my God. So you don't even get, like, a live timer. That's stupid. It's fucking awful. It's really annoying. I mean, like, the one good thing about it is, like, hey, you can actually... You can can play the game. You have to wait, but you can play the game. But it's, like... Jesus. It's even it's easier to get into fucking Fall Guys when that shit launched than it's like than yeah something it's like an, that that's fucking it's pretty, ridiculous. It's annoying, you know, and like they can't just even like you can't just put you in a server with like a bunch of bots for some. It's not even, but like Diablo, like you know, like it's like not even a thing where like you know I play with other people that often. I'm usually playing solo. Yeah, but it's just like the game is just you know like the game is both made online and offline, God. and like are your online characters stay in the online tab, so. 
I know we didn't put this on the docket, but there's a similar thing that Blizzard does with these new releases I fucking hate. Mm. But, like, you know, the, the new the, the old GTA games are coming back with a remaster. And when that got announced, they essentially just took out, they removed all the old versions from all storefronts. And they do the same, and Blizzard does the same fucking thing with Diablo, like, um, with both Warcraft 3 when that came out. When the when the reforged uh, thing came out, they took out all the old versions of Warcraft Three to replace it with a new one. And I assume that they did the same thing with this one too. I think it's just so fucking stupid, you know? Because it's like, it's why? Blizzard. Yeah, but like, why can't you just have both options? Why can't you just play the old version, which te- probably has better online than the new one right now, you know? And just leave it at that. And if you want to upgrade to the new ber- version, just buy it separately. You know, and just wait for the online to get better, I guess. I mean, but, you like, can't play the stupid. old version. You can't play the old version. It's just using the online, you know. No, but things. you know what I'm talking about? Like, how they would just have the old version separately as a as its own release. You know, like, they don't do that. They 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 always try to, like, delete the old ones right before the new one comes out. And I yeah, fucking like, I don't shit. think you can buy the original version of Diablo 2 anymore. Like, it's just the resurrection version. And, like, that version, you press a button and it switches to, like, the old style. It's so stupid, man. I mean, like, I'm... I don't really care, like, uh, that aspect, you know. I, oh. care, I care about, like, like the, the the annoying part is, like, you know, like, I, like, basically unwillingly, g- well, I willingly gave them money to a company I'm not even really supporting morally, but I guess I am supporting them financially because of this. But it's just like, man, you're making me regret my purchase already. I'm trying to play this fucking game. I don't want to, like, you like, you know, like, I already hate you guys to begin with. You guys are horrible <laughs> people, all of you. And, like... It's just like you know, it makes me regret my purchase. And like at this point, it's a running on, it's a running joke in our group chat, like about how how Blizzard refuses to do the right thing in anything. Like you can't even fucking like make your games work. Like God, like man. let alone treat your treat your employees with any like decency. decency. Yeah. yeah. So, I am enjoying Diablo two though. That's it's a good. great game. It's an like it, it's it's so fun. It's it's, it's, it's the- so fun, Raul. Like I'm having such a good time. Playing that old Diablo classic, it's hard. It's like the the loot system is completely fucking broken. I'm glad like, it's just it that just you said Q and I got so fucking hit. It's a fucking Q, man. That's it's so annoying. that's so awful. It's annoying. You know, stupid. God, it's hard. I assume like <laughs> I assume it's, it doesn't even work. That uh, that's not even the case with fucking WoW, right? Mm, I mean, like, like you don't you're not putting a fucking Q to enter WoW at this point. Um, to my knowledge, no, at least all the times I've played. But usually, like, WoW has, like, regular, like, regular, like, uh, maintenance days where it, yeah. like, fixes up, like, their server issues and shit and, you know, any, any problems. How soon was that patch? That. What? How soon was that patch released? It's, like, last week. God. And, like, when I patched, the, it was that patch, the same patch that, um, it was the same patch that deleted my character. I oh, still haven't really? gotten my old character back. Oh, Guys, Rick, awful. I miss you, buddy. My paladin? Ooh. Holy about, Paladin, very what, fun. What happened to your support ticket? Did you uh, did you, did you try getting a? I never got ticket? a reply. Never got a reply. I just got a reply from other people saying, "Yeah, buddy, we're fucked." Like it's just like, man, like it's awful. Yeah, I mean, like again, my issues with Blizzard are very under. Oh no, it, uh, it's completely underestimated yeah. compared to like the real problems. Video games aren't real, like <laughs> you know, like like you know, it sucks. But yeah, oh, that's crazy. Jeez. So yeah. Um also by the way slow little, little quick side note uh our equipment has been kind of acting fucky lately and gradually you get, I don't know like 
it's probably you might have noticed. During, we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll, we'll notice. You probably might have noticed. Yeah, while recording that, like, there's kind of like the white noise background kind of gets worse and worse as like we continue recording, and I think that's just like a hardware issue. Maybe like our microphones are just being worn down. They're AT twenty twenties. They're good mics. They're good quality, but I guess it might be time to upgrade soon. So we've had them for a while too. Yeah, so and they're great. Like, I use yeah. them, I use my mic for everything. Yeah, you know, that's it's my my stationary mic for my computer. So mm-hmm. yeah. Eh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. put it. We'll put it on the show notes in case. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what I could do when uh, when we export, and I'll I'll edit. And let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, I can try to. I it's a, it's a try my best. I yeah. tried. No, like I tried last week, and it somewhat fixed it. But yeah, I mean, I was listening through. It didn't sound t- too bad. Yeah, yeah. it sound, it's it was pretty. It got pretty bad towards the end. Yeah, like I, I had to do a lot, but whatever. So you know, try ignoring any weird audio <laughs> please listen to the show please we try we, <laughs> we try we we're really incompetent try. but we try yeah um what so else? yeah no diablo 2 like it's just you know it's it's a fun game because the game was just so well made to begin with but it's but blizzard makes it not fun so yeah that's been my issue with that uh i can tell else? you i could talk to you about uh well sorry anything else in your week um, not really. Cause I'm not looking at everything else, and these are just everything that we else. Saw like we've yeah, each o- with each other. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess here, like the one thing that separate from this, you you've been playing Metroid Dread, right? Oh yeah, no, like talk about a really good game. Yeah, been, man, fuck, Metroid I want to play it so bad. Yeah. yeah, I, it was really one of those impulsive buys. Like I do a lot. Yeah. Where I just I was I was driving by GameStop. And oh, I'm so like, just a regular regular Tuesday. Yeah, it's <laughs> a regular day. Uh. I'm not saying it happened Literally a lot, an hour like, ago, you just purchased, like, a poster for Possession from Mondo <laughs> that was 50 fucking dollars. So. You're right. You're right. How many times in this podcast have I, have I like, berated you for just, like, fucking <laughs> buying just random shit? Like, uh, you know what? Not enough because it's still happening. Yeah. So, I, I guess it's fine. This, this could actually end up being a long-running bit. Anyway, Metroid Dread. I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. Huh? Yeah, Metroid Dread. Oh, How you, is that? You feel like it? <laughs> um, it's a pretty good game. It's actually a good game. It's well made. It's well structured. So you're a woman, it actually right? Works. <laughs> yeah. No, it actually works compared to Diablo. Um, imagine like starting off like so. Metroid is about a woman, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it is. Uh, let me ask you, actually, what Metroid games have you played out of like the regular 2D ones? Oh, dude. Um, the regular 2D ones. Um. I can't tell you right now. I had to put up a, like a list of games because like Metroid wasn't one of those things that I actively seeked out when I was a kid. But Except like for never... Metroid Prime, uh-huh. which I played on the GameCube, obviously. Yeah, but that's um, very different. That's um, like Metroid was always one of those like game franchises that I I just always like kind of had. You get me? Like they're always games that like my aunt or like a cousin would buy me just when they didn't know what to buy me because they thought, hey, cool, cool, cool person in a spacesuit, you know? Yeah, but you and don't have like, any memories of like Super Metroid or like the GBA game? I'm pretty sure out? I did play. Yes, I'm pretty sure I did play a lot of that. Yes. Okay. No, because my only experiences prior to this was a bit of Super Metroid and the and Zero Mission, which was the remake of one back in the GBA. This obviously complete different beast. Mm-hmm. It's from the same people who made that Sandwich Returns remake on the 3DS a couple years back, Mercury Steam. Yeah, uh, and is essentially the same formula, Metroidvania, but with the better quality of life elements that you would expect from a modern Metroid title. So it's pairing, which is really fun and actually surprisingly effective when it comes Wait, to some of those things. Wait, how's pairing work? It's like the Y button. You have to time it. Like some enemies have like a flare up light. 
that pops in at like a specific frame and you just it's like a perfect counter when you uh when you're going against an enemy sometimes it, it works like easier like with smaller ones but like in in regards to like the emmy like the big robot there some of them have like a weird time window but like in game like what is it like because remember she has like a blaster so like yeah no she just she, do? she like just throws her blaster arm up oh okay just to count literally oh, just an okay, uppercut counter yeah okay no, it's because it's insane. like it's like saying like, oh, uh, there's a parry with like a gun. Like, how do you parry a gun? Well, I mean, she, me? it is an arm. So no, I know, but like, like I was understanding like how the concept. But yes, okay, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> she just shoot. Harder. Yeah, yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> that's a bad shit. Like pairing with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking cool, especially when it comes to the Emmys, the big you know creepy robots that are essentially like unkillable. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. I've dealt with two so far. I'm like an hour and a half in, like two hours in. How long is the game? Uh, depends on how far, uh, how much you want to explore. I've seen people finish it in like three and a half hours. I've seen other people just go full completionist and do it at like eight or nine, mm -hmm. you know, or with some sessions in between, not even like a full, uh, full run through, um, start to finish. But, um, with the Emmy system in particular, like it's really intense and it's really fun because it's essentially you're, you have to hide and run away from a robot with like that can sense heat signature at least in game i don't know how it works for like an actual game system if you'd be doing that but movement primarily so you could be like crawling you could be like you know going very very slowly and it could still track your movements and you'll see like a little yellow light kind of like go across the screen as the emmy is like walking towards you each emmy is really interesting because the first one i countered that they had a tutorial one where you could just kill immediately so broken dumb Emmy and you just beat the shit out of him that it's dumb it's dead. The second one you encounter, like I think I died about like ten times in that area trying to get around from that Emmy. And it's so like he it, they're so fucking fast. And when they catch you, like there's only two small instances within like literally a window between like four to five frames of where you could actually do a perfect parry and get away from them. And just kind of stun them as you like run around to the next area. It I only got to that th that second Emmy. I only got to do that once. The third Emmy that I encountered, I got to do it twice. And the only reason why is because I countered at the ex at a different. Um, its parrying window was at a different um, time compared to the uh, one I encountered before. So each parrying window is different. So each experience with the Emmy is different. So. It's always going to be intense, and you never know if you're going to get the fuck out of there or not without, like, you know, dying. The good thing is they're better with checkpoints. So, like, the area before I encounter the Emmy is where I'll respawn instead of, like, the room where I have to go to the big Chozo statue and put my fucking gun arm. How linear is it? Because, like, it being, like, Metroid and you're kind of, like, always – you're kind of always pushed to, like, explore, like, the map and, like, everything. How, like, how much is there to explore in it? Uh, and, like, is there, like, do they do anything interesting with it being, like, a modern side-scroller? So, since Because I know, like, the graphics Benny? are really, like, awesome and, like, updated and, like, oh, you know, yeah. and shit. But, like, you know, what, like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's a lot you can do with, like, a modern side-scroller, like, Metroid. Well, for instance, for one thing, it has 360-degree aiming now. So, yeah, that's yeah. really fun because, and it's also kind of confusing, too. Because instead of like the regular, you know, point uh, direct angles that you would do in other games, there are some puzzles and some rooms that you have to unlock. I mean, that you have to blast through, but you wouldn't 
my dumb monkey brain wouldn't realize that it's actually in a different angle compared to the other ones I would do in the other games. Like, there was a moment... I was straight up was stuck in a room for 30 minutes because I didn't realize I had to shoot the top square and the bottom square with my regular launcher. I didn't re- like the so game I was hold your stuck. hand, right? Huh? The game doesn't hold your hand, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like it gives you the basic tutorial of like how to navigate and, you know, this is um, tell you where to go, like what I mean. Kind of, but that's the thing with Metroid games in particular, you kind of just it the, the point is to, to explore. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some people who encounter bosses in a completely different room or a completely different setting. That you just skip over. Yeah, that you could just easily skip over had you just gone the nar- the regular route, which you wouldn't even was know. It, at that was point that ever too. in a in a Metroid game? Yeah, no, that's right? well, not to skip this extent. Skip bosses is what I mean. Um, no, I don't think so. Because the way I remember is um, like you explore it and then you happen to you know you find a boss, you have to fight him. Yeah, no, there there are skippable bosses in this fight apparently, from what I've been told. So it's more da- so cool. it's more Dark Souls inspired now. A little bit. I'd Even say more. I'd say more Hollow Knight. Spiritually, because you know, like in, in a lot of ways, spiritually, you know, met the Metroid franchise was a precursor to like what we got now for Dark Souls. Oh yeah, Metroidvania. You know, yeah, that. Castlevania, yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. I, I'd say the biggest example I'd say is Hollow Knight, because Hollow Knight never follows Hollow that Knight, structure this, completely. I've always wanted to play that one. Oh, that's a, it's a hard fucking game too. Like I've never played it personally, but I've seen a little bit of um, my buddy Nick plays it. Uh, what's his name? Nick also on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like God, I would see him just fuming at the mouth. Like just foaming, foaming at the mouth, mm-hmm. just playing some of that shit in, on the ungame stuff. We just had a power surge as I'm I was in the middle of like finishing that some sentence. Some kind of weird fucking power surge. The power didn't even go out completely. Everything yeah, just like it was weird. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so, that's a fun anyway, game. You like Metro Dread? Metro Dread sounds it's, good. It's a fun little game. Good. All right, I, good stuff. Good I stuff. I would say in terms of buy like it. storytelling. Oh yeah, definitely buy it. Definitely full May, full price buy. I maybe pirate it. I don't know. It looks really good. How do you pirate at a Switch game? You can do that for real. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy. Really? Yes, <laughs> it's Damn. very easy to pirate Switch games. Damn. I've I've been seeing that discussion be thrown around because it's running at sixty frames per second in four K native four K on like regular em- uh, emulators for Switch games, and it looks really good. It's crazy how the emulators play better than the actual hardware. I I know. That's yeah. funny. And even the newest model can't even fucking go up to four K. I'm not yeah. saying for pirate it. Maybe buy it first. I don't know. I've just been seeing. I've just been hearing that. Have you ever seen this YouTube channel, Wolf Den? Yes, I love Wolf Den. His whole his whole with, his whole channel his whole thing is with based on piracy. <laughs> no, his whole thing with pirating is that if you've bought the game before and, and you've purchased the game, he thinks it's okay to have it in any platform you want. That's true. Which technically you can emulate a game that you own. That is law. That is legal here yeah. in the states. At least I think in the states. I don't know about it, uh, other places. But, like, my stance on it, it's a little weird. Personally, I would like to see 4K um, 60 FPS Metro Dread on my computer. But also, I I don't know. I feel weird about, like, talking about pirating a game that just came out. Which is why I say fucking buy it first. Especially when it comes to Metroid that only has, like, one game every 10 years. Literally. <laughs> like, this is literally Metroid 5. Metroid 4 came out on the GBA. <laughs> and it, it's ne- it never got a remake or anything like that with zero mission. I'm still here, I'm still here waiting for Prime, man. No, oh, yeah, I mean that'll come later, like in a year or two, Will probably. It? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, they had to restart development. Sure about that? <laughs> they had to restart development, but hey, you know, I, exactly. I think I think they're okay. I think they're okay now. If fucking Bayo can come back, I'm sure Prime Four can come back too. But yeah, or Prime, no, Prime Four. 
Yeah, I thought there was a third one. So my dread or parody. it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm gonna get it. Regardless, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it because that's a game like I've been actually excited for, and it's been you know. Again, I, I think it's kind of weird that there's so many, like, there's so many legacy Nintendo titles that haven't been, like, introduced to a new generation through the Switch. There and hasn't I think, been, like, yeah. the fact that, like, you know, it's taking this long for a brand new side scroller Metroid, for a new Metroid in general, you know, so. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, but I'm happy it's there. And I'm, you know what? I like the release strategy they've been doing with these games, too, because this just got announced, like, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like we knew this for, like, a year or so. It got announced in, like, one of the last Directs. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's coming out in a couple months. And that's it. I fucking love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. Uh, What else? Yeah. No, that's really it. I haven't had that much time to play it. I'm going to try to play it a little bit more. So maybe expect another report on that later. You talked about Diablo 2. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. What? Had God not struck us with fucking lightning on this recording session. um, I was actually going to stall my talk on Dread for a minute because technically... Even though it is something we both experience, I do want to get your thoughts on your first taste of all elite wrestling, which we did go see a live show to uh, last Saturday night. That was your f- that wasn't your first wrestling two match Saturdays ago. live, right? That was actually my first live wrestling event ever. Yeah. Okay. Was that yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not bad. What did you think um, about it? It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we saw Dynamite. That's what it was. It was Dynamite, and then a taping of the Rampage. Uh, that just came out a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. So, and we were also on TV, which was yeah. nice. Uh, you could see our logo pop up a couple times uh, in the corner. Uh, I'm very happy. Us and our friends. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, like, the thing, like, I always said this was wrestling. I think wrestling's stupid. I always thought it is. I don't like... Nothing, I, I, no, nothing, no problems there. I can't get behind, like, no, the thing I can't get behind is the storylines. Mm. I can't get behind the passionate love for, like, these stories. Like, I can't, like, you know, like, especially, you know, like, all right. <laughs> A lot of people around us there at the, at, at the, uh, at the event, at the event, like, they, they genuinely cared about, like, these characters, like, like, to an emotional level. <laughs> And, like, I saw, and, like, you know, I was, like, kind of, like, you know, you know, looking across, seeing everybody, all the audience, and then, especially, like, uh, on the other side, because we were sitting in the, we were sitting ringside, uh, and (laughs) I just see on the other side, like, (laughs) guys going fucking nuts, like, like, screaming so hard that their veins are popping out their necks, like, crying, sweating, like, (laughs) like, I can't get behind that, like, I can't get behind, like, you know, this I guess the emotional side of all that. That that's fine. But w- okay, yeah. What what's your butt? But <laughs> everybody got to realize this is just performative stunts. Yeah. This is what the, what it is. And motherfucker, it hurts. They anyone put, who they says put their wrestling bodies is, on the line. <laughs> anyone who says wrestling is fake is a fucking liar. Has never seen wrestling because these people get hurt. This is they're literally like jumping up, jumping from the ring sides, fucking. Kicking each other in the collarbones, fucking smacking each other, fucking slapping their chest until it looks like like raw meat. Literally, it looked like slapped ham. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it, it's crazy. And like, you know, the best part about it is just seeing like these people go nuts, like, yeah. like in front of you, and obviously getting really fucking drunk and like, you know, hearing <laughs> everybody around you. And there's these fucking idiots like in front of us that wouldn't sit the fuck. Oh down. my god, yeah. So and I see you could see them the entire time during that taping. 
don't know if you saw the actual episode again yeah. on on TV, but I I I rewatched it just to get a couple of pictures and stuff. But uh, those motherfuckers just kept on standing, and we just everybody was just shouting at them to sit the fuck down, including which I don't think the camera got a good view on him. That old fuck with the Guns N' Roses t-shirt. Yeah, fuck that guy. Guns N' Roses, please sit the fuck down. It took him like three hours for him to realize that we were talking to him forever. And it was like not just us screaming at him. It was like a bunch of people behind us, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I had a pretty decent view until like... No, I had a horrible view. I think until like the main event. I had a pretty bad view for most of it, so I had to keep moving ahead about to see a lot of shit. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think seeing uh, all the wrestlers, you know... uh, <laughs> there, um, seeing Sting was really fucking awesome. Yeah, that's funny. I uh, I, I forget that that's like that's the peak wrestling uh, kind of people for you. Yeah, and, dude, that's and classic. Your, and, and Those friends. are classic wrestling. Like our no, friend Javi yeah. too. Like he was going fucking nuts because that's Sting, bro. I, I forget you know? because like I didn't know you were a bit of a TNA guy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know you watched TNA. I never got into TNA. I got into wrestling really. Oddly enough, in like around high school, Sting didn't even yeah. start in TNA. Sting started in WWF. Oh no, uh, WCW. WC, WCW. WCW. But go. he did go to TNA and he had yeah, a big yeah, thing yeah. there. Um, he became the Joker for a minute. <laughs> yeah, his whole thing, like he was very much like the 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 hothead bad boy in TNA. <laughs> that was really fun. Fifty year old man Sting. <laughs> and I remember King uh, Booker T. Remember Booker T? Yeah, Booker. Where is he now? Is he in AW? No, he he's just uh he just comments on wrestling stuff. I think he's like part time with the WWE. He has like a after like a backstage show. He got kicked out or something happened. Like he went to TNA for a while. Oh, uh, I I know that. Yeah, he did go to TNA for a minute. And I. What did you know, happen to TNA? It got bought up by. Did they get no, bought up by WWE? No, right. it it just went down the shitter and then it eventually rebranded itself as Impact Wrestling, which is still going today. Which is actually good now. Too. Impact's good. Yeah, Impact is good, and what's, you have some. What's some, the big names in Impact? Uh, remember Moose? His name Moose ring so. a bell. I think so. Yeah, uh, Moose is still there. Christian is. Uh, he just uh, got the title belt taken from him by Moose at the latest pay per view. Um, Tommy Dreamer for a minute before he got a <laughs> before he, he got a suspended. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else? There's there's a lot of really good young talent in there, mm-hmm. or like talent that's been like kind of fucked over by WWE. And just made a better life with themselves in, in other promotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, Deanna Perrazzo is the women's champion there, the knockouts champion. She's really good. Mm-hmm. She's really good. I'd say uh, we saw Britt Baker fight. You yeah. remember her, the dentist. Uh, she's, okay. like, on her level. Like, people <laughs> have been wanting a dream match between those two for a while. Yeah. I wonder why. No, I mean, they're both very attractive, <laughs> too. That's the other thing. Like, look, the women's wrestling that we saw was very good. Well, I mean, it was fine. It's fine. The, the first match was fine. Was Second fine. match was really good. It was fun. Yeah. But, you know, you could tell why a lot of people wanted to watch it. <laughs> you know, but um, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it really. was a fun time. I, I, I was I, I, I didn't th- I didn't have a worry that you weren't going to enjoy it. I just thought I did. I did think you weren't not going to like the, the storylines in it, which I get. But no, I mean, like, that's just like that's just the thing I can't get behind. Yeah, like, I get you know? that. Like the hype for like I I I know the hype for like these fucking people who just go nuts like entertaining and stuff like that. I get that. I don't I don't get the hypey behind you know John Cena brother from a mother from Tijuana or something like that. I think I, fuck. <laughs> you just hit your knee. <laughs> oh yeah, that fucking hurt. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, where did you feel that the most? Because I I, I want to say like not I gonna went, lie, there were parts of it where I was low key kind of falling asleep. Because it, it, a lot of it took a while. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a long one. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, 
I don't remember who said it. Serving you fucking Tyson ass chicken tenders, like. Oh yeah, they were good. They were good chicken tenders. They're fine. Yeah, they didn't have to be twenty dollars each though. That's the problem. Really? Yeah, it was pretty expensive. I think no, it was like. I was considering buying, but like, I'm you know what? You know what? Never mind. I prefer drinking on an empty stomach. (laughs) 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 Hey, you weren't driving, so we were all fine then. Um, what was I gonna say? There was some guy. I can't remember the guy who said it, but he put it perfectly. Where it's like. Yeah, wrestling's fake, but it's the same thing as, like, enjoying... Like, on a storytelling level, it's the same thing as enjoying, like, a movie or a TV show. It's a play. It's a play. It's, it's literally it's literally masculine soap opera. Yeah, it's just you a know? play. That's the, the Hangman, who is a really great wrestler. Wrestling gave, is just gave, real-life JoJo shit. Like, exactly. Just a bunch of fucking, like, insanely ripped men, like, being very passionate and emotional with each other. Yeah. Like, Hangman, for example, he... His storyline was that he is, he was, and is still kind of is like a raging alcoholic. God. But he he figured out how to get back in the saddle. He found his stride again. He found confidence in himself and through his friends with the Dark Order. Imagine. And now he's gonna fight Kenny Omega for the uh, the world title at the pay per view. Imagine like part of your like storyline is that like you're an alcoholic and it's like you know it's a reflection of like maybe something you actually went through and something you're going through right oh yeah no right 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 right, right, right. Uh-huh. and the wwe trademark it so you can't use that <laughs> you can't use your own story you can't, you can't other... drink anymore <laughs> <laughs> you can't use your storyline in other <laughs> i don't think you could trademark storylines they just trademark names That's yeah yeah name. i'm just saying yeah. it's funny yeah. like you know uh you know like one of the steiner brothers the uh their kid is like headlining NXT, but they don't use the name Steiner. I think Damn, it's like NXT still a thing. Yeah, but it's not the same. But what? like this guy named Who's Braun even in NXT, like uh, nothing. Well, except <laughs> for like a couple people. There's this one guy named Braun Breaker who's Rex Steiner's child. He's it's Rex Steiner's son. But the thing is, they legally cannot use the name Steiner for some reason. So they just call him Braun Breaker. That's that's his that's name. Fine. It's a cool name. It's actually Breaker with two Ks, so it's edgy. But like. Rex Steiner sounds just as cool. And, like, I, I, I don't know why they just can't use that instead. But, yeah. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, Any matches in particular that you had a good time with? Or that you thought was really good? Pac versus... Uh, Andrade? Yeah. That was a fucking That was probably the best one there. Yeah. That, like, I... I it, both of them are great entertainers. Yes. Like, I, I like... Pac, the crazy Englishman. Andrade, the, the crime lord Mexican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's spicy as fuck. Yeah. I like him. I, I like him. He's cool. Like, he, like he's just very, like... like He make, kept making, like, facial expressions to the crowd that were really great. And oh, yeah. Then, like, they were hyping him up, too. Yeah. Um, And then they're both Spanish. Like, one's Mexican, the other is, like... A no, no, no. One, one's English. Pac one's is English. In- the tattooed one? The tattooed one. No, I'm sorry. The one that's really fucking, like, lean... Like paper thin skin lean. You're talking about the guy with the long droopy hair, right? The one with the with the tights. That's Pac. Okay. That's yes. that's the Englishman. That's the Englishman. Okay. He calls himself a bastard like this. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, they were both great. Okay. Like that was probably the best one there. Um, towards the end, where Chris Jericho came out was great. Um, you mean Chris? You mean Cody I mean, Rhodes? Fuck. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. When Cody Rhodes came out. Yeah. Um, Fucking dude, his neck is thick as a fucking log. Yeah, Jesus. but he has a he has no fucking... fucking jawline. Like it's just like in the fucking neck. Did you notice his tattoo though? Oh the, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so disgusting. Awful. It's disgusting. It's like a giant butterfly. What's wrong with him? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like he just like put it in what the I... wrong place. Had he put it in like his chest or something, yeah, it would have been better. Yeah, just but, but on his fucking neck. Like <laughs> Jesus, man. 
At least you have a cool fucking like. Don't get me wrong. I think neck tattoos are, are sick as fuck. I would love to get one one day. But motherfucker, Jesus, like it's horrible. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, that was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the first one, Malachi Black with um with Dante Martin? I'm trying to remember how it was. Malachi Black, the fucking the Satanist dude. With the okay, skull face. Yes, yeah. Dante it, Martin, the, he, the, he was like Lovecraft like shit. Yeah, he'd like black metal fuck um Nor- Nordic type of shit, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know, I think it's from like Amsterdam or something. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was a fun time. I that think we cool. all had a fun time. We I'm had a glad. few drinks, you know. Just um uh, I was between probably the two biggest fans there, you know, Raul on my right and then our friend uh Javi on, on our left. <laughs> <clears throat> Who is a huge fucking wrestling fan? Oh yeah, I did not expect him to be like that into AEW. I was so happy with that. Yeah, both of you guys were bouncing over here like fucking ping pong. It was great. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, was a good time though. Like, yeah, yeah, I, we all had a good time. That I, I will say a lot of it. A lot that really helped was the crowd too. Just like how like into <clears throat> it everybody was and how like happy everybody would get yeah. during like those high spots and shit. And it was funny too. Cause there was people who would just say random shit and it was really funny. Yeah. The Andrade match. I remember some guy being like, Andrade, no le mames way. <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. There was a, there was a poster that said, uh, must be that says when he pees. Oh yeah. When he pees. <laughs> and, uh, our logo was on TV. And it actually cool. made it through. Yeah, yeah, it made it through. You could actually see it pretty clearly. Yeah. Can you make out, like, American nerds? Yeah. Yeah. I took some good photos with it. I was actually really surprised. It's not going to... Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to what? Huh? <laughs> I thought you... You, you, you <laughs> caught yourself there. What did you, you say? What did you say? No. <laughs> It'll work out. <laughs> It'll work out, you fucking bitch. It's not funny. Kinko's did a good job. It's not funny. <laughs> It's not funny. I was talking to Zach about that last night. That video is so fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. We also had like a little Halloween party last night. Yeah. Bro, was, was the fun. gecko. And I was there in Yaga, And that was awesome. That was good. You, you're, God, you're fucking, your, your hair came back to normal so quickly. Oh, it's still, because I had to blow dry and iron my hair. Yeah. And but it took Jesus, two hours. The curls came back. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. No, the curls came back after a couple of hours. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. Because, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like that. I was talking to Zach about it because he's a big Seinfeld fan. Mm-hmm. That video of <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld getting angry that everybody's Stop laughing. Stop laughing! Yeah, everyone's Stop laughing. laughing. <laughs> everyone's laughing at the fact that Michael Richard said the N word and like they can't take him seriously. That's so funny. <laughs> you can't say it. <laughs> Don't say the N word. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. You know that would be an episode. <laughs> Let's move on. That was fun. AW was fun. Yeah, we had. I'm a glad time. you had fun. Yeah. Um. And I assume you had fun too. Oh, of course I had fun. <laughs> it was okay. Oh yeah, it was okay. I'm actually not into wrestling. <laughs> um, what do you want to start with next? Halloween yeah. kills or No Time to Die? <laughs> oh wait, fuck! And we have Dune. Oh Shit. my god! Can we not spoil Dune? Let's go quick on Halloween Kills. All right. Halloween Kills was not a good movie. We both agree. Yeah, dog shit. It was kind of shit. Yeah, but it was fun. It was very fun, very funny. I think, like, you could have a good time with this movie. And it's the first Halloween. It's the first action film in a Halloween franchise, which I appreciate. It's it's the best Friday the 13th movie to have come out in 10 years. Literally. This is, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. This is the raid for, like, for slasher <laughs> films. It's kind of insane. Like it, It's so funny because they treat some of the... They treat some of those set pieces with that exact level of uh, sense of buildup. Honestly. The, when there's the scene that everybody knows from the trailers where Michael gets out of the house, from the burning house, he has the fire axe, 
and it's literally a team of like 10 to 12 firefighters looking at him and you could hear you could just see you could easily just put in the fucking versus symbol and he's <laughs> as, as he like poses. the crowd is getting ramped he up he poses in front of the burning house and then without any questions nobody's saying a single thing one of the firefighters yeah like three two one fight like and everybody just starts going ham fighting michael like Jesus Not even Christ. fighting Michael. They they're Sorry, firefighters and they can't even fucking Sorry, handle getting themselves. swatted by Michael. Fucking absolutely tearing that man like like sorry, fucking Michael tearing them all down. Like there's a guy who literally has the jaws of life in his hands and it's still too not enough. And it was so <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny like the way they filmed that too because you could tell like you could tell like probably like the 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 axe itself was probably really heavy, like the jaws yeah. like and like they were kind of like Trying to make it look like they're struggling, but in reality, <laughs> the guy's just bending his elbows. He's just putting, it. he's just bending backwards, and Nick Castle is just being like, uh, very gentle. Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> really, probably you. a really gentle dude. But um, yeah, no, not a good movie. Uh, I, I'd say Laurie's barely in it. Yeah, Laurie's barely in it, barely in it, and this movie does the same shitty thing that I hated about the first movie. Actually, no, it does the same thing that the first movie did, but shittier, which is to try to make this thing about grief and trauma and have more ties to like actual like mob mentality and protesting and things like that. The first well, time they actually done that in a Halloween film. Yeah. Making like Haddonfield like a real character like that. You, you know, have you seen those interviews where like Jamie Lee Curtis has been comparing it as like the precursor to BLM because they, they, they filmed it before the Black Lives Matter protest came out uh, with uh, George Floyd's death. I'm not even joking. Watch the half in the bag video. They fucking precursors to BLM. That, no, it was like it. As she, if BLM hasn't been a thing for like <laughs> the last like, for literally most of the last decade. She she <laughs> talks about it as like, you know, before like before that happened, we really just got that story down when we filmed it. It could it it, we, it easily had we released it before. Was well, it the thing of fucking right George there. Floyd when Michael was killing? <laughs> yeah, fucking what are murdered? you trying to tie in here? Jamie? Like literally, like <laughs> is that what? Like what? what the, what's the subtext? Like it's and it's really bad when you consider the actual movie, you know. And like, what are you trying to say? Like George Floyd got canceled by somebody? Yeah, he got fucking like he got murdered by a <laughs> cop. I was about to get he got shot, but like no, he didn't get shot. Yeah, no, he got murdered by a cop. It's not the same as Michael Myers running around. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He even. Like, it, it's insane that we live in this sort of li- life now, like, post-Trump, where, like, people just can say stupid shit and think it's okay. Like, <laughs> it's so funny to me. I can't imagine, like... <sighs> Movie sucks, pirate it. Yeah, I mean, no... It's not pirate even worth it. watching it on Peacock. It is really... I Like, there's no reason for this movie to have existed. There's no reason for them to have another movie coming out next year. Especially with how it ends. Like, I, I fucking... I, why are they making a Halloween ends? At this point, with how this fucking movie uh, goes off. Like, they're assuming we care about these characters. Oh, God. We and only ever really cared about Laurie. Well, and, like, some of the like the, like the old characters that came back. I, know, I like Judy fine. Greer, and that was kind of it. You I like think Judy Greer? I liked her character in the... I liked what they were going to do with her in by the end of that first movie. Yeah. I I think they could have yeah, done no. more. They definitely could have done more. I think the highlight... Of this shit. The, the highlight, at least, at least for me, <laughs> casting-wise, is probably Anthony Michael Hall. That's kind of it. Yeah, that's nice. I liked him as Tommy, but he's just an angry dude being like, evil dies tonight. Remember that's when Paul Rudd played Tommy uh, Tommy Doyle? Yeah. They should have just got him back instead. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's in all these franchise revivals now. Remember, no, he's not? in that Ghostbusters movie. That's Yeah, that we're not going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to watch it, no. for sure. I just really hope they don't do the CGI Hill with Ramis. 
I really hope they don't. No. But I feel like they're going to do do it. Let's move on. Yeah. No time to that was okay. It was okay as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like, you know, which is kind of like a weird thing to say. Like, I, I fucking hate spy movies. And I will say it was a, it was entertaining. At least. No. I like, like it better than Spectre. I love spider movies. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, like, this is fine. Like, you know, I... It kind of feels underwhelming for, like, the the ending of, of Daniel Craig's Bond almost. Yeah, because his end was really two movies ago. Right? It ended with Skyfall, really. It could have ended with Skyfall. Honestly, Spectre wasn't even that bad of an ending for Bond. Yeah, you know? but, like, who cared about Madeline Swan? I like That's her. kind of the same like case her. you get with this movie, too. If you didn't really like their chemistry with the last movie. Yeah, I mean, I I like them. I like them. I like what they did. With, like, okay, this movie's fine. Like, really, like, I guess the the things that you hate about the Bond franchise, uh, at least Craig's version of Bond, yeah. are prominent. But, like, the things you love are here, too. This is kind of the culmination of, like, everything that Daniel Craig's interpretation of James Bond has been, you know? This is the most James Bond, like this is the most James Bond campy version. Um, this is the most campy uh version of uh, of, of this character we've had, mm-hmm. you know, of Bo- uh, at least you know Craig's version, and you kind of don't like really. I don't know. Nothing really feels like it got accomplished. Almost, you know, because there's a very definitive end for this. <laughs> very and- hilariously definitive. And, and like <laughs> yeah like it's you know it's it's definitive like you know like this is the end for this version of the character but like it also kind of feel like nothing really happened right that's just how i feel with every spy movie though especially when it comes to bond movies it just it's always the same destination at the end of the I day i disagree though casino royale and skyfall to me were the ones in, in out of all like the 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 Craig ver- the Craig Bond movies that actually felt consequential. Well, you know? okay, I'm just talking about in terms of like plot, where it's like, oh, we need Bond to s- save the world. Cool, he saved the world. Next movie, what's he gonna do next? Oh, yeah, but save the world. You know, <laughs> I guess like you also gotta consider what like what's been so great about this version of the character is that this is the kind of the first one to really explore Bond as a character. Oh yeah, there's and, like, more about his like. It deals more about his morals and just, like, his actual personality. And his outlook in life and, like, what he can give to the world instead of taking from it. Because, you know, this is kind of the... (laughs) One of the the funniest thing about these movies is looking back at them with, like, you know, I I guess, like, you know, more mature eyes. And, like, just really, like, thinking about how much of a fucking toxic piece of shit this guy is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely the worst man to be around. Well, I mean, he is straight up a misogynist womanizer. Oh, like yeah. Well, that's beside the point. He's also kind of like a like you know homicidal murder, kind of like raging narcissist, Cold War byproduct, fucking like absolute menace to society. But he likes his martinis. You know, I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad what happened to him. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad everything went down the way it did. I I will say it's like. They call this the most controversial Bond movie. People have been saying that now about it. And it's like, I no, I mean, I get why. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's for the most obvious reasons. And at the same time, it's like, this is we waited 25 movies for this. Like, okay, this who who cares? 
Like, at this point, I didn't give a fuck because it felt so fucking obvious we would get to this point at somewhere. <laughs> and it's, I guess, it's amazing that it took 25 years to get there, 25 you know movies to get there. And I guess I, I guess before we finish talking about we also got to let, – let, let's take notice here. We haven't talked about Rami Malek. Well, I don't know yeah. why. Oh, Rami Malek's in this movie? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most boring fucking characters. You know what's so funny? And I feel so bad for him as an actor. And you know like, what's Jesus, so funny? Man. You know what's yeah. so funny? In terms of physical runtime, Anna Damas had a way more had a way bigger impact in this movie then, than he ever then did. He did. Yeah, then fucking what is it? Salva? Silva? That's his name? Sylvie? No, isn't Silva? Isn't isn't Silva uh, uh, S- Javier S- Bardem? No, no, no oh, that's yeah, Salazar? No. no. No, I think it is Silva in Skyfall. Yeah. Is it? I think his name is Sadar or something like that. Something with an S. Sahim? Hey, why am I doing this now? I could just look it up on Letterboxd. But yes, to your to our point, he barely does anything in this fucking movie. And you really like there's no uh Safin, that's his name. Safin. I would be there's I think no, we, there's nothing n- no backstory is really established with him until like close to the very end and even then it's like without spoiling, this is just a guy that this is just a guy that just wants to just wants revenge when he could have taken it like years ago. <laughs> I guess like this is just a guy who's angry. Look, I guess like if I want to be really like trying to figure out what the point of the movie is in his character and like you know what it means towards Bond, I think kind of the general point is that like this is there's no time to die for Bond because he needs to take on a, a responsibility that's outside of his own personal world and like that's probably the point of like his character where you know he's going after someone he loves and like you know sure but like even then it's <laughs> even then it's muddled with the with a weird villain plot that involves specter and some sort of weird and analogy to covid you know, i'm which so is glad really weird i'm so <laughs> glad we both agreed that we would have fucking killed to see danny boyle's version of this movie oh yeah no i'm I, and it sucks cuz i i really like a lot of the shot composi- uh a lot of the shots and sequences Kevin that Fukunaga Fukunaga did, a great did job. with this. Yeah. It just sucks that and you know what? Some of the script is kind of funny too. Not all of it, but you could definitely tell that like some of that Phoebe Waller-Bridge humor works in some parts more than others. Mm-hmm. I just think Bond is too quippy in this movie. It's like the most James But I get Bonds, it because he's kind of tired you know? too. Yeah, like he's just kind of like a psychotic old man yeah he's kind of like over everyone's shit which i yeah i kind of get it works it ebbs and flows with me with that but yes i feel like boyle should have just done his movie with john logan and just called it a day Probably could have been way better more concise probably 100 percent. and it's weird given that the movie there was creative differences with that one because of like pandemics a pandemic storyline or something like that. that. I, don't I don't get, get that. it either. But like this are movie sure? also are, has are a, you read about that? Like Yes, that's I I looked it up. There's like a Collider article I saw like a year ago about it where it's like know. his script, him his and John Logan's script revolved around a pandemic that was about to be released. And they were like, you know, they but were the, iffy. It about was it. basically the same thing here though. That's the, that's what I'm so confused about. Yeah. So I'm confused about that. There's yeah, a I weird don't... COVID analogy with this script as well. So I don't understand why it's not a COVID analogy case. though, because the movie was about to be released before the pandemic was even a thing. Yeah, so I don't but know. It's just, I, I, that's why it doesn't I'm make sense. I'm just saying, in line of that story of that excuse that Aeon or the fucking broccoli family gave for that, I just don't. I don't get it. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Are you sure it was a reference? I don't know. Whatever. It's it's. Weird. I don't know. Whatever. The I I will say like, 
I guess it ended fine. You know, like the third yeah, act was sure. okay. That, that's the thing. There's just some things that do not make any sense in this movie. This movie, like, and you, like, I, I'm, I'm, like, not even bothered by it. But it's like, it, it, why is this even happening? Craig's Bond peaked at Skyfall. Well, no, it peaked at Casino Royale. To no, be honest. I, it peaked but, at Skyfall for me. But I, in terms of like a proper like conclusion and where you can just like end off. I think Skyfall works, to be honest. And, like, you know, Spectre and, like, No Time to Die, you know, they serve as, like, just extra kind of fat for, like, you know, what we got for him, you know, as this as James Bond, you know. And, like, yeah. I'm excited to see what they could do in the future. I don't know how they could make it different. I don't know what they could really change up to make James Bond actually different. But I think it'd be funny if they just continued on with this universe. And not no, that's so it. stupid. That's I just think I just stupid. be in. I just think it'd be insane. And I would like Why? that franchise to go wild. I just want it to go. That's weird. the lead. That's I like, don't care for that franchise. You are boxing that franchise in, 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 in such a tight box. I don't that you, care that nothing. <laughs> I want them so to just go weird. Right, I don't care for them. <laughs> <laughs> like it, Bond was never really my big thing anyway. Like you know I like some you of those what? movies. But really, how it ends off, I could care less about whatever the fuck they do. You know what? Just continue on that storyline. I don't care. I don't either. care either. Let's move on. That's fine. <laughs> Actually, okay. One Got last it. thing. Because I do... No, because as we were talking about this, I do need to reiterate, and it makes me so pissed when I think about it more. I fucking hate that they just shun Naomi Harris to the side so badly. Yeah, my Penny. It just doesn't... It's so sad. They literally kept her in the desk, and that's it. And I get that's her character, but really... You could do more with this fucking seventy-year-old franchise or however old. And this she would have been a much like, you know, well, she probably would have been a better option to, uh, to be the this version of 007. Oh yeah, which um, oh, what's her name again? Damn it, this new version of 007. She was fine. She was. But it could have easily had just been Money Penny. Yeah. You know, there's a shot where it's just hit the those them two and and uh Q standing together during this big like thing where it's like they're all talking about like oh this is the end and it's so i got so bad because it's like why isn't naomi harris in this shot this lashana lynch huh lashana, lashana, lashana lynch. lynch she did a good job yeah and the armas i should have been in it more but i get i get what they had to do with that so yeah that dune movie it's all right it was okay no, I really liked it. It was amazing. It was pretty good. It was actually one I, of the best movies I've seen in a while. I, I'm very happy. I just stopped watching the first 20 minutes. I stopped watching after the first 20 minutes on HBO Max and just watched the. Oh, IMAX you started movie. watching on HBO Max? Yeah, of course. I was I was excited for what it. And I was of like, course. you need to preserve the the essence of cinema, buddy. It's getting a great. It's getting completely. It's great amazing. Great. No, but but like, honestly, no, they're, no, they're no, no, no. Sequel, but yeah. all jokes all joking aside, like this is not a. I, I don't recommend watching this movie on HBO Max. Genuinely, this is a movie I think you need to experience on on the on the biggest the biggest screen, screen possible. Yeah. What a absolute fucking. It was Odyssey. really good. It was amazing. I really, I, I'm really happy that, essentially, with this one, WB just doubled down their fate on uh, on Denny after mm-hmm. Blade Runner, which is insane to me. Yeah, you know, given how th- how f- how uh, how much that tanked, and but I think essentially we all just know. made like I, I think we all know a portion though, of this book. I think know? we all know though why something like that tanked before it, oh, it was yeah not, it was 100 sure. not a a fault i don't think it was is as risky of a decision as people make it out to be because everybody knows denise von new is basically a golden child in terms of like what he can make on screen arrival yeah. was a fucking hit 
It's just you know, Sicario did pretty good too. Yeah, it's just the thing is, regardless of the quality, you one would expect, given our like, you know, given what we've seen over the years, you don't, you know, studios don't really greenlit good. Blade Runner Fox. No, Blade Runner is WB. WB. Yeah. It's just Sony had the uh, international rights with that one, so who knows what it could have been? Could have been poor marketing too. It was one hundred percent poor marketing. Yeah, which is weird because I also think that trailer was amazing, the one that came out, but it was just more in terms of like not many people wanted to like go see that well, and yeah, it's also it, it's also a, a sequel to a cult classic from 30 years ago that not many people talk about in the same vein as Blade Runner which yeah it is you know I, I mean like they don't talk they don't talk do about mean, something like I mean, in, in the same vein as like something like Star Wars you know where yeah. it's like yeah it's a cultural sci-fi classic but like you know this is very much deeper into that kind of sci-fi-ness that like not many people are are as much into and i'm i'm surprised with this one because this is i'd i'd figure much more risky as yeah, a project to greenlit this is essentially you know um after john carter essentially the influence for all modern sci-fi do i have to you know? why'd you why'd you specifically mention john carter you know because john <laughs> carter really influenced everything else Represent. oh you that's, mean that's like before oh, yeah yes, dude yes, you get yeah 100 first of all yeah, you have yeah. like adventure serials yeah, yeah, yeah. pulp Stories 100%. and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, but right, then right. you get John Carter, then Dune, then Star Wars. John you know? Carter definitely was like the big, um, the bigger inspiration for gen- general adventure stories. I was worried, grand this, adventures. Yeah, I was worried this movie was gonna suffer the same fate as that, where the story is similar enough to people were, would be like, "Oh, this isn't interesting. This is just like Star Wars, or this is just like X sci-fi movie." I was worried this thing was gonna be the fucking. What was that Tom Cruise movie that copied every other sci-fi movie? On um, Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. You know? Amazing aesthetics. Yeah, Beautiful amazing movie. aesthetics. Very basic-ass uh, plot that is replicated from every other movie from the last See, 30 years. okay. I was the worried thing- this is going to su- suffer the same fate, but they do, they do a good job with making it unique enough to, like, not feel like a ripoff of other things. Fit, fit, face the microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah, like, and like, you know, there's also like a very big under. There's a very like a very you know genuine understanding of like who this movie's for. This movie is like you know deep sci-fi nerd shit. You know, this is like people yeah, but who not, like not, read what not to the not to the extent where people can be lost with it. I think the exposition in this film no, I'm not. Film no, 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 is good no, no, no. I'm not talking about like, the actual film. I'm, I'm not, just saying in terms of plot, like it's easy I'm for normies about that, to understand. I'm not talking about that. Though. I'm okay. talking about like I, I'm talking about just like who this film is for. Going into this, who Denis Villeneuve imagined this kind of movie was for? Because like yeah, something like Dune is it, it is something kind of that you need a lot of investment to get into properly, and at least in terms of the book. But, like, you know, it, it doesn't have the crutch that Blade Runner has where it has to be a sequel to a movie that came out years before. This could stand alone as its own thing. And, like, if you if you understand that and you understand the kind of people that would be into this, some, you know, like those deep sci-fi nerds or those deep just, like, medieval uh, 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 medieval. Uh, uh, King shit, you know, like yeah. like people who are, are into that, like those are the that's the kind of movie this is. That's the kind of movie that you know Denis Villeneuve wanted, and it wasn't made specifically to appease audience audiences. There wasn't an MCU like build up with like uh, Baron Arconin, you know, gathering the Infinity Stones, <laughs> or like you know, like this is very much a a very drawn out you know movie that is centered on politics and like character and and for a lot of it is 
at least in terms of action, you know, very slow, but it's for a purpose. It's dealing with world building and I'm character not the only growth. One, like who never got bored, right? No, I at mean, all. look, there are some people who are going to get bored with this movie, but that's yeah. just how you know. Yeah, like not, no movies fit for everybody, but. I think they did a really good job. It's Eric Roth, John Spates, and Denny who wrote the story for this. I think they did a good enough job of explaining the world to you in a way that doesn't feel overhanded or too complex. And also just making a story that feels a little similar because it's going to be. Because this really is the landmark influence for all sorts of sci-fi and, it's and, everything, and yeah. fantasy shit going forward. I mean, for like the stuff that we've enjoyed over the years. But like unique enough for it to stand out on its own, you know? I'm trying, and like, also kind of me personally going forward, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to be less harsh on films that like take inspiration from others. Like, you know, like in, in the sense of like, you know, like a lot of the things I love come from other movies and other things. And those are yeah. things that I want to do in my own work, but I still want to make it my own, you know? And like, I, I, in general, in general, I'm trying to like me personally, like, stop that from being a criticism for me unless it's a complete ripoff of like something or you know something yeah like that. but that's yeah. the best thing about this movie I yeah think. it doesn't yeah. feel like a ri- it's ripping off anything oh it feels like it's genuinely you know. dune and man it really oh, works for dude. that like and, and it's so surprising too that it it works that well like look at the fucking box office for this it made a lot more money than anyone thought it would be making internationally over 200 plus million yes and like I think it's the biggest, at least from what I was reading on the, uh, the headlines today, the biggest HBO Max uh, theater hybrid film to have dropped since <laughs> they started What a surprise. That. Whoa. No, yeah. No, genuinely. We thought this movie was going to tank. I mean, <laughs> like, what it, I mean, it has some of the biggest stars of the world right now. Yeah, but stars don't like, this, necessarily equal, like, money. Either. Are you sure? But, okay, yeah. We don't live in those time periods. I know we live more in, like, franchise-driven, you know, yes. industry. But, like, you also got to consider, like, just everybody that's behind this. I think I was always confident that this movie was going to be s- successful. But, like, maybe not the way Warner Brothers wanted it to be. Because, well, you know, I, 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 I hope, at least, Warner Brothers never expected this to be, like, a big billion-dollar franchise. But it could be. That it easily could it, be, it yeah. really could be, but like you know, I don't think that's something we should aim for for something like this. And well, I don't I mean, think that's something be Denny aiming wants that for to, anything. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's more. That's how. That should be the standard. Like well, not for not everything. Yeah, not yeah, for never. everything. I yeah, I would yeah. Assume, you know, like, but I I get that. I the cynic in me kind of thinks that this movie's success was also driven by the fear of like everyone not thinking this would get a franchise or a sequel greenlit. <laughs> because it was going to be dropped the same day on HBO Max. That marketing really went hard, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I, I think, and it's interesting, because most of the ad campaigns I would see for Dune were just, like, bundled in with, like, the HBO Max coming attractions. And I'm surprised that it still made a lot more money than I, really, I thought it was going to be doing. I you didn't think it consider- was going to be hitting hundreds of millions. You also got to consider, like, just, yeah, again, like you said before, like, just, like, how big of an impact Dune has just had in culture in general. Yeah, you know? but... And the way stories are written. That, like, I'm that, pretty that's sure, the like, same thing as thinking, like, oh, Game of Thrones was immediately going to be a success before the show even came out. Oh, no, know? but that's completely different, though. Dune is, like, um, it, it really is, like, Tolkien sci-fi in, yeah. in, in many ways. Like, everybody knew before Lord of the Rings came out, you know, back then, that, like, this was going to be huge. This was a movie that, like... People like all over the country are gonna not just like the U.S. but all over the world are go- are gonna be looking for, I, to watch. You know, I, I think the movie 
and, and and I bring up Game of Thrones because I think a lot of its success is also due to the fact that like from a narrative pers- at least from in terms of like the story going on, it works a lot stronger. I mean, it it hits a lot stronger for people who just want that Game of Thrones political fix. I wanted to talk you about know? that, yeah, because just get like, that, just get that stain, uh, that shit out of their mouth, dude, and I, get some good shit in there for the, for <laughs> the entire for almost basically the entirety of this movie. I had that same feeling I had watching that the first four I've, seasons of Game of Thrones. I've never you know? felt so happy to see Game of Thrones fail when I watched this movie. Right, oh like my that's God, what dude. it felt like. It felt great, and like you know. Like, I don't know what the future of Dune is, whether or not they want to do Dune Messiah and the fucking worm gods or whatever. I think think I'm fairly confident to say that part two is coming. And they're very confident in saying within the first five minutes that part one. Dune part one, one, you know? If it works for it, it could work for Dune, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was a surprise because everyone, well, not really a surprise, but like everyone thought it. No, it was a surprise. Cha- it weighed, chapter one. It made way more money than anybody thought. Oh it no, would. I'm saying in terms of like you know, oh, they're definitely getting a sequel. Oh yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, but there was definitely that like you know sense of like, hey, you know, this has to good to you know do good in order for it to get a sequel. Oh yeah, kind for of sure. thing. It's yeah. so funny that we're just talking about the finances and business sense of this movie, like more so than the actual it, plot. It's just the thing cast. is like I don't really want to spoil this. Really, no, because either, either way. And, like, the thing with Dune that – the thing that I love the most about this movie, that this it carries on the spirit of Dune better than any other adaptation has in the past. Probably the best adaptation of Dune, uh, of, like, the Dune franchise we've had besides this, you know, people are, are very, like, you know, back and forth with the David Lynch film. Have you ever seen Children of Dune? The sci-fi one? I've heard those sci-fi specials are very good. They're amazing. They really are. And, like, James McAvoy's in it. Like, it's... Really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, He plays Paul's son. Um, Oh, interesting. And uh, those are really good movies. And, like, the thing that those movies really got, like, uh, like the sci-fi specials, you know, they really got the sense of what Dune really was about. And, like, the spirit of Dune and, like, the attitude, you know, like... This is a very cold and dry and desolate um, film that just feels like it's void of, like, personality in the best way possible. Because that's very much the books. Like, uh, I, you know. I could also see that being a big criticism, too. Because I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of people being like, oh, this is a very emotionless film. Which it is in a lot of spades. But yeah. There, there's a point to it. Because essentially, these, these are all just fucking weird the dread, aliens. The <laughs> dreadfulness like of this franchise, is, of this film, is like very much akin to like what the books were trying to get across. And like how desolate everything. I'm sorry. Hey, so, hey guys, sorry. Colonialism isn't fun. No, you of know? course it's like, not. Like, <laughs> As us conquistadors here can agree. Like, <laughs> you know, like slavery isn't fun. You know, like it's like none of that shit like... <laughs> they, Did the you point not of understand Dune. what the spice meant? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like uh, again, like you have to be. I don't, I don't even think you really have to be a certain kind of person to like this. You have to be. You just have to know what you're getting into to oh, really yeah. enjoy it. You this know? is hardcore sci-fi. Yeah, you, th- you don't expect to be like. There's really good action in this movie. Don't get me wrong. It's way better action than I thought. Because, way okay, better. That's, than I thought okay, it would that's be a too. genuine surprise. I guess like I know a lot about Dune. I haven't completely finished the books yet. The action the in book. Bl- like at least compared to Denny's 
filmography. The action, at least compared to way play, more than I thought there'd be. Yeah, yeah, right. Compared to twenty forty nine, like it's a it's much better handled action se- uh, set pieces. Oh yeah, than 100%. I thought it would be. And like I thought it would be much more controlled or sporadic. Yeah, really. no, this is very much like there's a build up to everything. The thing, the thing that I appreciate the most about this movie that it really, it really gets across the epicness of, of what Frank Herbert's book, um, you know, really set up. Because yeah. like, man, you can't get like deeper and richer than Frank Herbert's like lore of these movies. I mean, uh, of these, uh, the, the of, books, of these books, and like, it really, there's just such a grand sense of scope that you don't get with other films that you get so prominently here and it's handled so expertly by somebody like Denis and like his friend, honestly, his career, it, it kind of feels like I almost like watched this guy's career, like, you know, unfold as the years went by. Yeah. yeah because like, dude, prisoners was such a fucking su- like surprise for me when I first saw that I had never like really felt, I never experienced something like prisoners the first time I saw that. And like, just seeing everything he's done after watching Enemy and just like all of those movies for me, because I still never finished Enemy. Like that's it my re- favorite. It really strives his his uniqueness really strives at something like Sicario, for me. Because yeah, I lo- I do enjoy Prisoners a lot, but in Prisoners at the end of the day still feels like one of those big crime thrillers that is of that same ilk and mold. You know, like you know a a David Fincher assistant could have easily directed this. Is what I'm saying here. You know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing, but. With Sicario, felt it felt so uniquely his, you know, and so a lot oddly of people would argue that like I really l- enjoyed how that was. How a lot of people presented. would argue that like that's his most streamlined film. Well, mm. that or like something like Arrival. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I I could still see the case for Arrival. The, the which the, again, I don't think a streamlined film is a criti- is a bad thing. For it's movies. not even a criticism. Yeah, for me. yeah, yeah. Like I I'm. I'm just happy to see like his talents grow, obviously budget wise, but also like in terms of his storytelling as well. How he just presents this story and how it's just a lot more concise than I thought it would be. And this is a project fuck, that dude. everyone would assume, everyone has said that is it unfilmable. Yeah, but he he did it, and there are scenes and like the visuals in this film are so incredible that I generally don't know what the fuck they did to actually make it. Like the fuck it, the the, the palace they're in and Arrakis. Looks some parts of it look like matte paintings. Some of it looks like a fucking set. <laughs> like some of it looks too real, and it. I, I and I'm astounded by that. I really hope they never like try to showcase just the behind the, the scenes of this film. Oh no! Whoa! You know? Whoa! I really whoa, hope they never. Whoa! Do. No, I <laughs> hope they down. don't. I hope they don't. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> because no, fuck you. No, take that back. No, I this won't. is a because film, this is straight up this movie is magic a film to me. Fucking. This is a film student's fucking dreamland. This is what it is. I need to see everything. I want to see every sing- single spick span thing they did in order to accomplish. Because I, what film is, film is magic. And what magic exactly. is, magic is magic is the void of information. Exactly. Just you, but just because you don't. <laughs> but magic in the end of the day, when you discover what it is, it's a science. Film is also a science. Yes. And the way this is made, I want to know every single thing that was put behind this film. The blood, sweat, and tears that went behind this. I want to see the sets, the cinematography. Like I want to see everything that went behind this because, goddamn, this is one of the 
one of the best presented films I've ever fucking seen. Dog, this, I'm it almost good. feels like this is like the <laughs> apocalypse now of our generation. And I really think in many ways this could be a film that's looked back on as a fucking blockbuster classic. I, I and I if think in part terms- two mm. is successful, if we get that fucking six hour cut <laughs> man, we are we're eating. I like, look, I I get that, but I'm good, dog. All right. I'm speak for I'm, yourself. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> To just see the fact that, like, I'm o- I'm completely fine with the idea that this motherfucker just went to a planet and just shot shit there. And that's it. See, the I, magic I, is getting it, there. It the feels mag- so fucking... It, it really is magical. The magic is just getting there. And I fucking love the idea of, like, you... Of, like, not really knowing what is it... You know, what is it that they really did to achieve those shots and to achieve those visuals. I love it. And I think, you know... It's also nice that we live in that sort of world where we can kind of get a slice of both pies with a Dune adaptation. With, yes, Lynch's, you know, criticisms of Lynch's film aside, bad adaptation, for me, in my opinion, still pretty good movie. This one, pretty good movie, also pretty great adaptation as well. I'm, like, I'm glad that we could get both. Yeah, like, I'm, but I'm glad we could get both of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is definitely a streamlined movie compared to the books, but, like, everything is presented in a way where, like, the movie does hold your hand and there is a good chunk of it that like it is very exposition plot driven but like in the end of the day you kind of need to know these things to really get the full experience of what you know this story is trying to set out and there's a lot there's so much that they had to cut out well, for no, just this first half yeah you know? and i'm i'm surprised like not spoiling anything but there's a lot of shit uh, there's a lot of shit that i thought they would talk about with the ben uh, benegesserit and i'm surprised they left that out in terms it's of just like, the thing is, a lot with the Benny Gesserit is explained um, over literally thousands of years in the books, and yeah. like they, uh, it, it's crazy shit. Like you, the it's one weird thing, that they don't imply some of the things. You yeah, know what I mean, no, which is but, weird. No, look, we're talking one, about like space crack that can literally change the entire universe. It's not, <laughs> but also, also, yeah, it's not magic. Which there's a a big point of Dune is none of its magic too. Which like it's just science. It's yeah. just the it's just the nature of things, and that's what I meant by like you know like that's what I meant like like uh, magic is just the void of nature. Mm-hmm. I like the void of information. It's just like you know just because you don't just because you don't know it doesn't mean you know they're literally just things out of your comprehension kind of thing. Yeah, and like that's something like the themes of philosophies are like the point of the of the story is is set. You know, you get it. You get what they're trying to go for. For this movie and like man like as obviously a a lover of cinema and like culture in general like an appreciator of culture because that's what we are yeah. we appreciate culture more than anything you know as much as like we I, we consider ourselves artists like we love just like history and like what like stories like these mean to everything else? Well, I mean and, that like, is also considered an art, depending on who you ask. No, yeah, of course, too. yeah, I, of course. But you know what I mean. You yeah, know no, I, mean. I I get what you. But saying. like, yeah. in the end of the day, you know, like it's, I'm I'm just glad we are living in a time period where we're getting the definitive version of Dune. Yeah, Dune, a story that I've been hearing about since I was a child, and it worked. And at it, least for this movie, flying colors too. Like and like. Man, again, I want to see a six-hour cut. Like, I just want everything just put into one movie. I'll, I'll buy that 4K, dude. Oh, oh dude, I, 
I'm so happy. I'm so happy with this film, and I can't wait to see this story finished. And I, I couldn't be. Deniva New is really one of those directors where you like put your money on that he's gonna make a great film. Oh yeah, regardless, for sure, you, you, ever you consistent. Just, you just hope it makes money. <laughs> that's that's it. ain't you that know? a bitch? Ain't I that know. a fucking bitch? Well, you always, I mean, yeah, that, that's how you have. To, that's how it is with every fucking great auteur film director, man. It, that's you know, it's, and it's a shame, but and that's what how it sucks, is. and it sucks too because like you know. Pro- those kinds of problems really are solved with having films on streaming services. But he's such a fucking, you know, Pierre Sartor that he wouldn't have that fucking shit on his movie. Well, but that's he wouldn't the thing. Want that. it's, it, it, it doesn't justify watching it on on your TV. It doesn't. It really you, doesn't. Like, uh, yes, IMAX tickets right. are expensive and it, it is would look hard good to go on there. those TVs. It would look great on those 4K TVs. That it you looks better, better fucking buy that 4K. Yeah. But it looks man. better on an IMAX screen. Oh, man. Because that's how it's intended. I kind of want to <laughs> go again, like rent out the theater just like between friends and just watch it alone in the theater in the middle of the uh, of the the room and just, oh, my God, experience it again. Because what a fucking ride. It was really good. Pick Floyd should have. We should have had a Pick Floyd score. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but damn, dude, when Hans Zimmer gives a fuck, he really that gives a score fuck. was amazing. Some of I've never felt ugh. so hyped to hear bagpipes in yeah. anything. I don't get I why to jump people, out of my seat. <laughs> I don't get why people are, are like making such a big deal of the bagpipes. Like, I know it's funny. Like, it's a funny. No, meme. it's not that it's funny. It's fucking awesome to me. No, it's, uh, but it's like awesome. people are like having like they have a problem with the bagpipes. What they thought what? it was silly. Well, yeah, it's a little silly in concept, but but still, like it, that, that's it's the so world. funny to me. Yeah, I know, but it's, like, it, I don't I mean, know. No, it's so awesome to no, me. No, I know. I, I get why you. No, no, they're no, announcing these, yeah. like yeah, essentially yeah. these would-be cool. gods. They are. You know? No, they're kings. They're they're, they're kings. They're, yes, they're just kings in space, literally. And like, ah, uh, it's it's great. I love it. I think just bagpipes puts everything into a biblical, like God, it, it, it raises, it elevates everything into like a biblical level. I think. I really need to finish that fucking that book. Oh yeah. Oh God, you know I, I I um, they sell a couple of those hardcovers like the ones you have mm. with that one on uh, on the Barnes and Nobles by our house. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other good ones from that line. Uh, yeah, there's a Dune has some crazy covers. Oh no, I'm not talking about like Dune specifically. I'm talking about like that imprint, that, oh, okay. that Gaiman the imprint. Pe- it's a uh, Penguin. Yeah, Penguin but like it was a like, conjunction with like something that Gaiman did there. I honestly, I regret not buying that cover. I have like the regular trade paperback. That they have there, which is a nice cover, but like to put it next to my Neuromancer copy would be nice. But yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. it. Any it. any before we we go into Berserk, any uh, standouts cast wise that you enjoyed or that you really came away like really liking? I have one in particular. I mean, in terms of their, um, in terms of like their uh, interpretation and who I think is most closely casted, who I think just gives the best interpretation of that character is probably Stilgar, Javier Bardem's uh, character. Uh, oh, okay, okay. My Javier bad. Bardem's character. Um, I love the Baron. He's amazing. I was going to say, Baron Baron Harkerman's my favorite. Baron Harkerman's fucking amazing. And just that presentation, too, is oh fantastic. Oh, my God. The Apocalypse Now shot where he's just, like, he's rubbing his face and yes. just, like... And, and like slowly, and you just feel the sliminess of his skin coming out of the oil bath. Uh, like my my favorite is when they're having the silent conversation, and just it, like there were there were multiple points within that film that screening where everyone was just pitched silent. Like dude, and it was so uncomfortable. The the way they used the voice. Oh, the voice is awesome, amazing. The, no, you know what? The first time they did it was the best time. Oh yeah, I fucking uh, I I didn't like this. Uh, not to get into spoilers, but like the other times they used it. 
was fine, but its impact that definitely first, went that first on impression that first was time. great. Yeah, yeah, because man, I don't want you spoil felt it. the impact. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was just the like pre- it's, it's very precursor to the force, literally. Yeah, like, yeah, no, watch Dune, hundred percent. Biggest th- biggest screen you could find. Try go and watch it if you can. It's it's it's. Once in a lifetime kind of thing, you know. My like. my only hope is that the sequel lives it up to its potential. Yeah, I know. I will. I I will. like. Thankfully, at least until now. Thankfully, you know, Denny hasn't made a bad film. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that you know he could get Eric Roth and and John Spates to co-write with this again. Maybe they just you know strike gold again. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, let's talk about this this berserk thing. The first arc of wow, that's berserk, <laughs> as said by Puck. Yeah, berserk. Ah, <laughs> uh, so berserk. <laughs> berserk. My one of my favorite stories of all time. Probably my favorite story of all time. Uh, it's been it a couple ha- months, huh? <laughs> it's been a couple months. No, it is hundred <laughs> percent. No, I think it is. Like, there's a lot of berserk that really yeah. did like change. It really did you. change the way I like view stories and and like the way I write too. You yeah. know. Like there's just a certain level of like care and like, uh, uh, almost like forward think. There's almost like just like such a a forward thinking nature to the way Mira makes his work. That's just like so incredible. But whatever, we'll eventually get to that when we get to that. Berserk, the Black Swordsman arc, written by Mangaka and drawn yeah by Kitaro Mira. You've never read Berserk. You've you've like you know you've read those. I bet you read those first few pages. I've read you bet. I bet you read those first few pages like more than like a handful of times. Oh no, not like, really. Oh no, that's, that's the thing with me because I've read those first few pages. I don't know how many times before I actually got into the story. What I do is I skim through it a lot because sometimes it's either a book that I've known the story that I know oh, no, what the I story is, no. or um, when it comes to graphic novels, at least. That, like, I know what the story is or, like, I just want to see, like, some, like, just skim around to some points that, you know, reading up to it is going to feel more impactful. Yeah. You know, knowing that, like, what I'm going to get into. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this is my first time reading Berserk. We stopped at, like, halfway through the volume one deluxe cover. So, essentially, yeah. the first volume. So, yeah, I have to make trade correct- paperbacks. So, yeah, I have to make that correction uh, because, like, online it is considered that, like, you know, like, most of like the beginning portion, like that, like flashed forward of Berserk is considered like that Black Swordsman arc. But halfway through it, Lords of Desire is what like is that last section. You know, so it's so weird because I just went into the wiki or Guardians of Desire. Yeah, yeah, I just went into the wiki right before we started recording, and like, I I guess there's just no official answer to it because in the wiki, uh, Guardians of Desire is also considered part of the black swordsman art exactly which is weird because i i guess it's a people consider that time period before you know what guts is really about before golden age as the just black, black swordsman art yeah like you know that's why you know but it's fine you know you read halfway through technically that is the way dark horse printed it so black swordsman um where to begin where to begin um i mean hey pretty this is pretty not fun it, this is not what Berserk is about. I I know that yeah, for sure, yeah. and like I I knew that going into it already, and and you I can kind of tell by the first page. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is just like especially knowing what Berserk, like everything Berserk does later, like you know. Yeah, the, in a way, it didn't. It actually made me enjoy this a little bit more because I like the stupid cheesy '80s edge of it, right? Where guts is essentially just 
he a feels like he could be played by Kurt Russell or no, something. Yeah, you know, he could like, be played by some big toxic masculine man. Yeah, and it's just like weaklings are stupid. That's why they die. <laughs> if you're weak and you can't defend yourself, you should just die. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's it's funny to me. Like, and, I, and I think it actually yeah. works a lot well with like you know that that contrast to Puck where now, he just shows up and it's like the manga the like the the art style is just a lot more cartoony and, yeah and flat and, and it's man, just really silly Puck, especially in those first beginning chapters Puck really is like the vigor of a lot of like this story and like he really is there to kind of ground the audience to make you to like remind you that like hey we're guts isn't cool he's a fucking piece of shit oh yeah. And Mira is very aware of that. And that point, he points. Puck is there to point that out. Keep in mind, this story, the beginning of Berserk, is literally this man fucking a demon. Yeah. Before murdering it. Yeah. <laughs> literally, like fucking a demon and murdering. And like, which is honestly hardest way to start. A story. Oh yeah. And like, <laughs> and, and you know, uh, okay. There is also like a big argument with just the Black Swordsman arc in general that you kind of like some people think that you should just skip it and go straight to the golden age and then go back to re-black swordsman but i completely disagree with that take i that so okay it's funny i finished i finished the anime which adapted the 90s anime which adapted all uh golden age yeah and, and a small part of black swordsman and it's li- like literally just the first big battle battle in the black swordsman battle arc. fight, yeah, fight light even just encounter swatting <laughs> a flag like yeah. your guts it, that's what a flag. it felt like yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but watching the anime finishing the anime and going into this right after i don't care i think it's funnier just to like read that shit I mean, read Golden Age first, and then kind of getting that sense because it's—I don't really mind it. It's—I oh, get that no. people—I get like, that people are just so fucking purist about it that you yeah. like you have to read it all in order. No, and I'm like, no, I'm no, fine. no, it's not that. No, I, no. I, I like I like the impact, the special no. like impact it gives me, like knowing some of the things that kind of like come to head. No, with, uh, it, with it's reading not, it second, but it, it's not from like just like a purist and so like oh you have to do it because oh my god it's just the oh way no it was I'm, I'm no. just saying this in terms of other people I've talked to. No, <laughs> no, 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 like what no. Like I think, like the impact is lessened by reading it that way because, I like, I think it's important to really get, like, for you to kind of take this character guts and really dislike him and really not like the way he is. Like, he's very cringy, he's very edge lord, and you kind of, yeah, he's a little cool, but like, this guy's kind of a fucking dickhead, and like, yeah. he, and you know, it's important to get that impression of the black swordsman first because that's what people see guts in the rest of the story they only know about like the you know the external black swordman murderous man that just doesn't care about the weak and going into golden age to get the context of how he felt and especially what happens later in lords of desire yeah which to me lords of desire ends in one of the most heartbreaking one of the most heartbreaking like um drawings of guts ever yeah and it it just really like you know. I think it lessens the impact of Guts's story by going into Berserk and not starting off with Black Swordsman. But that's, that's why thing. I think like any every anime adaptation has to start off with Black Swordsman. I, I don't know, I, man. It has to. Tonally, they they're just two different, vastly different stories, and I still felt that impact of like and oh, going this is just into a Lord blind, Z- dumb yeah. dick. You know, reading it after that Golden Age. Anime. You also have to consider that like the. 
that especially that first first section of Black Swordsman were very devoid of information. Oh yeah, and, like, for and, sure. And context. You're and just thrust into the thick of it. With, yeah, with some and, like, of these things. That later half with uh with Guardians of Desire. I keep going back between Lords of Desire and Guardians of Desire. Let me look it, it up. Depends on the translation, but I think it's Guardians of Desire. Um, especially in that later half when you start getting more context and like you see you see like. You see, Guardians like, of Desire. Yeah, you see, like, where that tone stays consistent, especially with the Golden Age. Like, it quickly goes from that cringy 80s demon hunting fucking huge Riptune to a medieval dreadful story about just death and decay and suffering. And especially, like... I think the transition between Black Swordsman and then Golden Age is one of the most, like, profound and, like... It's one of the best, like, starters. One of the best appetizers for a fucking story. Because, like... Well, we will get into Lord's Desire later. Well, at least with... In in terms of just, like, like fighting and art style, it is just... It's... Bar none, and it, and it's like really, e- really even good then, like this isn't too. even like that great compared to like what he does later. Sure, you know? but even then, it's as amazing. A starter, yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun way to it's start amazing. it off. Yeah, yeah. And that like, sword is literally just yeah. You were right. It's just a big cleave of metal. It's just people a chunk just, of iron. People just don't even. It's not even a perfect cut. People just have their flesh removed. They're ripped. <laughs> They're literally ripped apart. Yeah, like by that fucking sword. It's never a clean cut. If you get hit by that thing, you're suffering. <laughs> and like, you know, like. It's the I think the Black Swordsman is one of the perfect starters to a story. It really sets up the tone, dreadfulness, and it it really takes you along with that journey. And the tone of the manga changes with guts and the character, and you get that sense for most of it. And it's it's great. I I really enjoyed uh, what I read of it. I think there's a lot more. There is definitely a lot more to be desired, but that's the thing. I've I've know that already, given this yeah. franchise, given what I've already seen already from the anime. Too. And it is only the first arc, too. Yeah, true. It's like, you know, don't don't go in expecting it to be like a one hot shit. Yeah, you don't go into Dragon Ball th- like expecting Super Saiyan the first episode. Yeah, you know? no, but even then, like it's still a fun introduction to this world. I like dark mythical, you know, fantasies things where like technically it's still like, the it, most fun air quotes like yeah no because you're just it's just a monster hunter at this point yeah it's just a monster hunter just saying some edgelord shit and his little fairy fun- friend has one eye one arm yeah and he's and everyone's like scared of him well no everyone's <laughs> either scared of him or just stupid enough to try to fuck with him and it's like oh what are you gonna do it's not like you're a black swordsman or anything. It's not it's like not you're like, a berserk or something. It's not like die. you got five inches on me and got 60 pounds of muscle over me. Like, yeah. why, who would fuck with this guy? I don't know. This guy's horrifying. Like, <laughs> it, it would be a different case if you're, like, fucking with Cloud Strife because it's just this little piece of shit. Yeah, with, that like, makes sense. He's a teenager, no? And shit. <laughs> yeah, but he's also like, I got to destroy me. Uh, not me. Yeah, God, he's but, a mopey uh, bitch. Like, yeah, I got to destroy Shinra. It's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, like, I don't care if your sword's bigger than you. Like that, that, like it's different with someone like guts. Yeah, because you know? he's as big as a sword. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also just crazy, insane. He's just like, a mean, crazy person. Mean, and mean then, is the perfect way to describe this. Yeah, because and he's then just like a dick. Like, what and what a toxic relationship that Puck just wants to stick around and be like, yeah. I can fix him. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like you know, 
and that's what I love about the beginning chapters so much is that's like Puck really is there to ground you in a lot of like aspects because like but he has a comic relief, which is very necessary for the oh subject my God, matter. Yeah, in and this, like uh, comic again, like I mentioned before, he points out the like guts being a fucking dick like yeah. like because you know at first glance it's easy for anybody to just read this and just think oh berserk is just some kind of power fantasy about monster hunter dude but like you need some you need a character like puck to really like be kind of the vessel for the audience yeah and bring you some levity too like i think probably the highlight of what i read was the giant skull fight with all the skeletons rising up from the ground and oh. it's and it's so depressing what so happens with fuck. the people around them. That was, you know, that, that but then you need the Puck story. to like, you need Puck to kind of like get, put you back in a good mood after that shit. <laughs> Man, that section of the story was the first instance of Berserk where I felt like the, just the dread. Yeah. Because like everything that goes on with like the daughter and the father, it's just like really like, oh, like you just feel awful. No, and their resolutions are just bleak as shit. Yeah, and it, and it literally it, it all just leads to more violence, and it's just sad. But then you know you have little sprite guy being like, "Oh, why?" <laughs> and like each like set piece and occurrence, just like it perfectly like feeds into what the story is about and the themes, you know, like and, and like it also like kind of like you know, it, it you, you see more cracks of the sh- of like the armor that is guts, you know, and like with everything that kind of goes on, you kind of like get a better picture of who he is you really grow with the characters even just in that first arc like the guts you kind of meet like the kind of like the guts you meet like in like uh the prison with a uh, puck ain't really the same guts you get like you know when he's w- w- at the, the very beginning to the child or like the very beginning yeah you know? and like it, it's it's very small prog- like a very small progression but you notice it's it. there yeah, yeah like he no. saves his life a little bit and he still does the stupid we're even <laughs> trope <laughs> and which, like but it's still appreciative because that hey it's some growth <laughs> it's no, something and, and like you know like again like in a lot of people again will consider like you know black stars when you can skip it whatever but like again it really is the perfect like just introduction setup. to that introduction world. to like both the plot and like what it, it really is about and like kind of like the common like tropes air quotes you're gonna see later on in the story you know well i don't know i'm, I'm conflicted because i do think golden age is also a really great introduction to that world and its themes as well it's just a different story in i mean a different context with everything I, else you know well it is but like again in terms of just like an introduction to like the attitude I'd yeah. say more, more so. I'd say Black Swordsman does a better job of that, and just like the tone in general. I'd well, that's say the thing. More. No, I, I, I think it's it. The Golden Age also does that too. The Golden Age, is a, but because like the Golden Age is a coming of age story. Yeah, and like I, I, I don't think Berserk works as well starting off with the coming of age story. Instead of like you know where this person's here, how do we get there? Yeah, but also with a coming of age story, you have a character who ch- grows and changes, which is. At least what I've known of Guts' story throughout that, like throughout the story, post both of those. I mean, yeah, well. that's true, but I think I think it hits better when you see where he ends up before that journey. I get that because, like, yeah, you're growing with the character, sure, but like, I think it's more important to like differentiate who he ends up before who he started off as. It's it's weird. I like both of them. You know, I I am I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to like. That whole debate, I guess, of like, where should you start with Zerka? 
you know, I think like, it's no, but I think I think it's a genuine debate. And it I think definitely it really has does merit. Cha- it it, it def- has merit. It hundred like, percent changes kind of your outlook on the story, and yeah. I think it's very important. And I think it. No, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, it, I think it, it, starting it, off with weird. Black Swordsman, I think is the way to go. I just, I can kind of see the case for both. You know, what there's I mean? a case, sure, I can see but the like case for either at this in this instance, especially towards the end of Guardians of Desire, where that goes, like, man, this really is the perfect prologue to this. Well, you know what? Even at the end of the first volume, I like the idea of like because I, you know, not like the end of the first volume is Golden Age. No, I'm talking about um the end of what we've read. Okay. Like, I like the idea after watching the anime that, you know, at least for me, my headcanon is we're introduced. There's light spoilers. But like, we're introduced to the bailet and all that shit that comes with it in Golden Age. And then it comes back at the end of this volume. And it's like, for me, I got a generally fun reaction to it where it's like, oh, fuck, a bailet. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. which is arguably a lot less, you know, a lot more tame compared to Guts' reaction. Yeah, know? no, I mean, given, like, given the context. But, like, also with the with the introduction of the Behelet, I think it works better as, like, this mysterious egg than just, like, you know, like, hey, whatever, here's this thing. Because, like, especially the way it's presented at first, it's more dreadful than it kind of is presented in Golden Age. Because you, at that point in the manga, you had already seen what a Behelet is. For, for me, I just think it's a lot more shocking. You know, given that in Black it's, it's inclusion, yeah, and it, yeah. it's inclusion in Black Swordsman. At yeah. least for somebody who's re- reading it that way, who's yeah. starting off the story that way. <laughs> also, I just think like uh, there was a story I heard in another podcast where I think of I I, I uh, somebody was offered like a bailet as a birthday gift. They were like a really big Berserk fan, but That's even awesome. then, they like stri- like strictly said like a hard no on that because of just how <laughs> fucking scared they were. Of having an actual bailet. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrifying thing. Yeah, because you know? the behelet, you don't choose the behelet, the behelet chooses you. Yeah. Ain't that a bitch? It's fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good start to Berserk. I need to, I'm going to finish the rest of that deluxe volume and I don't know when I'll go back to it, but I'll try to read it soon. It's good I have, stuff. I have so many other things to read. Ah, uh, yeah, same but time, it's Berserk, dude. man. I know, but like. There's one story. <laughs> You should read it, and I and it's it's hard because I've been cutting a lot of my story, like a lot of my um, comics that I've been reading recently, because either they changed the art or the story just went down a fucking hill, you know. But and and it's and it's tough because like I'm I'm still going through part six, I'm I'm of going through Stone a, Ocean in Stone Ocean. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm still reading. You know, I'm still reading uh, part six a little bit, rereading uh, other parts as well because I'm you, just excited about it. You never read part seven or eight, right? No, not okay, yet. Yeah. Not yet. I just know of it. You know, and you know what, the big do you know what like, happens in part seven? And eight? Yeah, yeah, I oh, do. Yeah. But it, 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 it's still like I knew what happened in part six before I read part six. And I was still like I still enjoyed it. You know, that's just how I am with it. But then, you know, like my Marvel and, Co- and DC, they get so, so thin with each new, you know, comic book day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with each new week. And it's sad. I think I'm only down to like one or two Marvel comics that I'm reading. Like some of the recent X-Men shit is really good now. It's popping off now. After like two years of being, being I don't really stale. care to like keep up with like comics now. It's like ongoing series. I, I get that. I get that. But like that's also the other thing is that I'm also gravitating uh, gravitating towards like limited series and just things that I know are definitely one offs. At least with how they're presenting it now. It's mm-hmm. so, like for example, I'm reading Batman '89. I'm three issues into that, and that's fucking fantastic. And I'm like, I really hope they don't do anything more with this because it's mm-hmm. the actual screenwriter. It's Sam Hamm who's writing yeah. it, and it's like. God, I really hope he got paid a good paycheck. Yeah, and Robin's in it now, no? In it, yeah. Um, Tim Drake, surprisingly yeah, enough. That's cool. Yeah, and it's definitely Marlon Wayans, which is really <laughs> funny. And I love that. 
It, it, you know, actually, he's he's really cool in the comic. I really like him in the comic. The best part definitely is Billy D as Two Face. They did a lot more with him than I ever thought they could have. You know, with just the idea of him as Two Face, mm-hmm. it's a lot more sympathetic and a lot more interesting than I thought. Nice. Which is why I like reading it. And then it's like, oh, all these fucking comics coming in now. But you know, it is what it is. I think um, I think we're good on Berserk. Yeah. No, Berserk was good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> That's Eventually, it. we will. We will. No, yeah, yeah. I'll probably recommend something about it. Right? Maybe. That I just have to get back. You on. just have to read. Going, oh, man, <laughs> you gotta read. Guardians' desire is so fucking good. I, I'm. So yeah. Fucked. No, I, I'm. It's so fucked. That's what I have next. You know, like I still need to finish that. But yeah, for We're my done. pick. Next oh yeah. Episode. Yeah. Next pick. Um, there was a movie I wanted to talk about. I got some homework. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm technically kind of cheating here a little bit because not really. What? No, because like it's because because I'm we're gonna watch it eventually and like it came it's new and like you know it's connected. yeah I've done th- I've done this before I know but I'm kind of yeah. making I'm kind of cheating and making a little bit of a double feature type of thing because it's new I th- guess yeah I was gonna watch it regardless of the, of the connection yeah you know? yeah but I'm gonna watch what, it regardless yeah what I'm recommending in light of the last duel coming out or has come out and. Is something that everyone should see because it's a very good movie. Uh, I'm recommending the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut by Ridley Scott. Obviously, um, it's about the Crusades, starring Orlando Bloom. It's a movie that, when it initially came out, was complete dog shit, according to people who had seen it. A director's cut of it came out, and it is literally like it's actually you know what it's the it's the Snyder cut with more quality than you'd think. <laughs> It's it's that sort of director's cut where like it is a completely different movie and it's like when it, when it comes to the discussion of like oh do directors cut make directors cuts make movies better that's one of those that's the prime example yeah. everyone uses it's that one and a Mel Gibson movie fuck I either yeah Mel Gibson I can't, movie I think it's a Mel Gibson or like a Bruce Willis movie that like it has two very distinct directors cut and theatrical cuts that are infinitely different. Why why would I want to say Mercury Rising for some mm, reason? I don't know, man. There's Mercury yeah. Rising is is him taking care of the um, uh, the kid with autism that's being hunted yeah. down by assassins. God. <laughs> God. God. Fucking 90s are wild. Wild. <laughs> the 90s are w- radical. writing that shit today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, that. Dude, I would love five of basically those no movies. time to die, right? Like <laughs> was it? Kind of for no, a part of it. No, no it's it's more. Oh no, I can't spoil it. No, yeah. I can't spoil that connection. But yeah, you know, I it's it's Ridley Scott, um, you know, Crusades era, weird actors in lead roles doing and we're weird watching shit with the great director's action. cut. We're watching the director's cut. I'm kind of hoping, but by, by the time we get to the next episode, you have seen the last duel, and we could also kind of talk. Yeah, about I'm gonna try my best to see that because all, all I've heard from all I've heard from people that this is like this year's 2049 almost. In many in a, ways, in a way, and it's so sad. It's a, it's literally the reunion. You saw it uh, already. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's the follow up, the screenwriting follow up of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon together, following Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> starring both of them and Adam Driver and Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. It is a good cast. I yeah. just can't see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a fucking medieval like, Wait till you drama. see that movie. It's even funnier than you would think. Ben Affleck <laughs> is so funny with his little fucking bleach blonde wig. His like character a fucking, looks like fucking Eminem. His like. character is just hysterical. I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not in, not in ways you'd expect. Like nice. visually, he's funny. Yeah. There's other things that's just fucking ridiculous. But it's a really tight script. 
really great cast. And really, Scott, at 83 years old, making a fucking good movie. Banger. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think I'd see that. Man, Ridley Scott. <laughs> I didn't is... think Ridley would see that. Like, Ridley Scott, he's it just gets to a point where like you can never be mad if Ridley Scott makes a bad movie. I, it's I like Clint Eastwood almost, right? Where like it's like yeah, they can make shit movies sometimes, but when the good ones are good, they're good. Like you know it, yeah, true. I've heard good things about that Cry Macho movie too, which I need to get on to. As have well. you? <laughs> no, yeah, I have. Oh, okay, but it's just like my dad. Just... The the only opposing thing I've kind of heard about it is that like my dad tried to watching it and he just got depressed because he's like, oh fuck, dude, he's so old. <laughs> like, he just got sad that, like, Clint Eastwood is, like, so fucking frail and, and old. Yeah, now. your dad grew up with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, movies. I know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot. There's a, I can admit there's a sense of dread watching him act now. I know? I know. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some funny podcasts talking about, like, Clint Eastwood movies. It's like, yeah, this man's fucking, like, 90. And he's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's like, shaking. Like, make- <laughs> Remember the mule? He's a fucking drug mule. You know, some, yeah. <laughs> you know I confused Cry Macho and the mule. for I, I, the Aren't same those the movie. same movie? Like- well, no, Cry Macho. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Because <laughs> like, 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 the mule is. It's he's, the same poster. It's just, like, he's, old Clint Eastwood <laughs> well, in no, the desert. Looking well, at but the he has sky. a cowboy hat in Cry Macho. Oh, okay. This one, he's just driving an SUV. Is it like, like a modern cowboy movie? Well, I that's what I've heard about Cry Macho. With the with the mule, he is an actual drug mule. Yeah, I know that. For like the Mexican cartel. I mean, the trailer's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, the trailer's so fucking funny. Because a lot of the voices... He gets voices... stopped by the cops. <laughs> he gets stopped by the and cops. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know, officer. Uh-uh. <laughs> but the voiceover he gives by the end of it just sounds like an apology for like his last couple movies. You know he edits where... his trailers, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> He also he's the king of just one takes and that's it. Yeah, and no more, and the, which I, is so I, weird. I forgot what which fuck I forgot what movie it was. Um, where it was directed by Clint Eastwood and one of the actors there, he kind of felt uncomfortable with one of his scenes that he wanted to do it again. I know which movie you're talking about. Which movie? It's the one starring the actual veterans that saved. Um, yes. The, yeah, that that saved the that stopped the terrorist yes. attack on a train. He he wanted to do the scene again because he felt like he could have done a better job. And then Clint Eastwood went up to him and he's like, "You want to waste all of our fucking time?" With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, re- actually, he's a working man. That, like, it's crazy. Like, Clint Eastwood was such like a working man, conservative American. Like, he treats he treats directing and acting as like going to the mill. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> but you know the like thing? working at a coal mine like. but you know what's interesting i know some people who have worked on some of his movies on set and he's Amazing, actually apparently yeah no super professional and they just get the job done yeah. right there all there's I've, no like, overtime there's all no joking crunch or aside, anything. which eh, kind of sucks because you want more you kind of want overtime but yeah but, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, no no like they, they're they're there from nine to five and he doesn't go over no, five, yeah 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 which is like, amazing all joking aside I've heard nothing but, like, people who've been on sets that Clint Eastwood movies are literally just, like, it's it's like a robot. It's like a machine. Yeah. Just fucking, you're in and out. You do your thing. And, like, I, you fucking appreciate that, you know? No, like, yeah. It's, it's, super, it's super awesome within this industry. But, like, it's so funny in concept that this old man just can just go in and is like, is it done? Good. He doesn't even leave. say action. He says okay. <laughs> he doesn't say action. He says okay. He's like, oh. Yeah, I, I can imagine his sh- okay, like I'm head shaking. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like that's the mule, and then Cry Macho is apparently, like he's a cowboy that has to save a kid from a drug feud thing. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's one of those movies that's like it's in the same subgenre as like, like 
Okay, it's Cry Macho, like Stillwater, right? And that one. Like, no, Stillwater is like the Amanda Knox movie. It's like an um, like a fictionalized Amanda Knox. Yeah, scenario. I know, but it's treated like in that. It has like the same kind of poster, just like oh, like yeah. conservative man in like the mid in American Midwest. There's like Mullet, that one beard. There's that one Justin guy. Timberlake Apple TV show. Yes, like it's a, it's like a whole subgenre. Like, <laughs> dude, that's so weird too. That show existed literally yesterday. Like, I have no idea what where that fucking thing came from. I don't know. I want to see it because I'm just so interested in that but yeah i'm uh so cry macho that's your recommendation this week. no 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 no. <laughs> kingdom of heaven the director's cut just cut where do I, we watch it or actually let me find know. out let me, yeah let me find out i can look it up on i can look for it here. it's fine yeah yeah um i've heard again i've heard nothing that kingdom of heaven but kingdom Good of things. heaven the director's cut is like a masterpiece and like one of the most underrated with these got them um but, oh, fuck man i think it's on prime video i would have to check though all right yeah if anything not pirate <laughs> no. we'll find a way also, great cast, too. I'm just looking at... I'm Orlando looking down Bloom, no? Orlando Bloom, but it's also Eva Green, Jeremy Irons, David Thewlis, Liam Neeson, uh, Brendan what Gleeson, and Edward Norton, and Michael Sheen. Man, and, you, and, put uh, Gleeson, and you put Brendan Gleeson in any medieval aesthetics, medieval aesthetic-like project, and he makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. It's, it's Liam Neeson. Just <laughs> chunky man. Oh, yeah, Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. I just... Fuck, dude. I love that. Just like, he just pits pants. He can't stop pissing his pants. Oh, that, he's a but like, alcoholic. but it, you, like, you're you're sitting down for an interview, and you're like, "Hi, Liam, how are you today?" <laughs> <It's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> it's like that. And it's like I used to hunt black people. <laughs> not even a good morning. Not even a handshake. He just admits it. <laughs> I used to hate black people. <laughs> uh, how was how was your day? <laughs> Sir, this is a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> sir, this is, sir, sir, this is this this is Church Sunday. What do you say? <laughs> He's on the fucking altar. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Kingdom of Heaven, nice. Yeah. All right, where can we find you, buddy? Yeah, you could find me at Summer Oak Cruise on Twitter, tw- uh, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking uh, Pinterest looks cool. What do you use, people use this for Pinterest? I think for? it's like fabrics. Isn't like, it for like, like ideas? Ideas, but I always see woven shit. Like I always used it for like um for tattoo ideas. Yeah, there's also I've also seen it for tattoos. Yeah, as well. I just always I I always cons- I I always uh link it with like anyone who has a knitting machine, you know. That's what Pinterest. Feels I always like thought it was me. just like arts and crafts shit. Like you just yeah. save like things you need to buy or like you it's know. It's like Michael's but Facebook. Or like you post things like in pictures that you like. Oh, can you help me find this to like buy or something like that? Oh, maybe. I something don't know. Something like that, probably. Yeah, I'm not know. really on Pinterest, but yeah. maybe I might. I don't nice. know. Where can we find you in the show though? You can find me at Vikram Cub on Twitter on Instagram, but like I don't need to. And you can find the show at American Nerds on Instagram and on Twitter at We American Nerds. That's uh, it's a tweeter. Did I say tweeter? No, I heard Twitter. Oh, okay. I think um, I heard <laughs> at We American Nerds. So on Instagram at American Nerds on Twitter at We American Nerds. W E American Nerds. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Uh, bye.